0: the Bells Iceman Cometh Challenge. 5,000 riders are here to overcome one of the world's toughest mountain bike races, a grueling 30 mile race through the forests of Northern Michigan. Five, four, three, two,
1: one, Thank you to our friends at Bells. We're so grateful for your continued support and collaboration. We look forward to enjoying a few samples throughout the show, and of course, at the Bell's Iceman Cometh Challenge this November. Was that a bear? Or a cow? Or a banana we saw flying through the woods? No, it was just some of the folks from Trek Bikes. Check out their new bikes and gear. It's always as fun and awesome as they are. Thank you, Trek, for your longtime support and sponsorship. We can't wait to see what Trek Bikes will bring to Iceman this year. Cambium Analytica, we are grateful for your support and thank you for the continued collaboration. Stop by and say hi to Cambium Analytica at the Expo and Celebration Zone. See you out on the trails.
2: All righty, welcome back to the Iceman Podcast. We've got Shannon Coaches, Kyler Bradley, and Liz Belt on today. I'm going to go through some quick housekeeping first. Um, we're, we're just going to call out NIMBA. We've been working... Iceman as a whole has been working with NIMBA for quite a few years managing the trails and um, personally I just want to thank them for making Iceman what it is and they've got some pretty cool projects in the works Um, the VST tree project if anyone's ever been to the VASA which if you've done the race you've definitely been out there but the supply road trailhead they're trying to raise a lot of money to make that a lot more favorable for all the riders coming to Traverse City riding the Unmarked, riding the VASA, riding the Iceman course. So if you haven't, go check out their website. Um, they're doing some pretty cool upgrades. And thank Mike Walters and the team, Tom White, uh, a lot of the guys over there for what they're doing, and also what they did at Mud Sweat and Beers. The whole crew here in uh, the studio besides Kyler was out, out at Mud Sweat and Beers. I'm going to let Shannon introduce herself really quick. Um, she's a pretty badass that mom that rides in the pro field, but I think she's got a lot more to bring to the table than that. Uh, we've had a lot of pros on. We want to bring it more to the community level, more on the adventure side. So, I'll let Shannon introduce herself and maybe some of her kids that have also done Iceman, um, and then we'll get to our guests today, Kyler and Liz.
3: Thank you, Alex. Um, my name is Shannon Coaches and. I'm an owner at a salon, Bella Michi Salon in town. I've been an owner for about 12 years, single mom of four. I got into bike riding in 2015 and kind of kind of climbed my way to riding pro for Iceman, but only by volunteering to do it. It's not that I'm a pro. I just like to challenge myself. Uh, my kids all have raced Iceman. I think last year we, I've had three race, and the year before we all five race. So it's uh, one of my favorite races to race because it's the stoke is so high. Yeah,
2: so. That's, And if you ever see Shannon on the trail, she's a great wheel to get behind. Uh, she's really smooth in the single track, and she can drop me just about any day of the week. Uh, she did it earlier this week. So we've also got Kyler in the studio, Kyler Bradley, owner of My MyMoves. Um, he won't tell you, but he's a 1202 Margie finisher. Uh, he doesn't want to say that, but uh, he's just about as close to a belt as you can get and we'll get to Liz, Liz Bell in a second, but we've also he's also won his age group a few times in Iceman, and uh, for the folks listening, they, they all know that's pretty cool. That usually gets you a few free beers at the end of the day. Uh, Kyler, you want to introduce yourself?
0: Sure thing. Yeah, Kyler, I uh, own a fitness facility in town, My Moves, and uh, been up in the Traverse City area about seven years and uh, just helping people, find themselves in the gym, follow new pathways, passions, and stay fit for whatever life brings their way. Awesome. And
2: I you know personally, I need, uh, all the help I can get. I've been there quite a bit and you know, you ride bikes enough, your back starts hurting and you, you just want to ride more. We all want to be like the guys that are out there, guys and gals that are finishing as 70, 80 year olds, um, feeling like we're young. So, um, Kyler's going to give us some tips and tricks uh, going into the second half of the summer and into Iceman season um, so that we're ready to to stay on the bike and feel good about it. Uh, Liz, we've got Liz Belt from Intrepid. Um, she's got an awesome community. Um, we'll talk about that a lot, but uh, she's a bike coach and a lot more than that. So Liz, you want to introduce yourself?
4: Yeah, my name is Liz Belt. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. What a cool crew. Uh, I own Intrepid Cycling Company and my goal is to get more people on bikes, bottom line.
2: Awesome. Not all about intervals, but she's, <laughs> she's definitely, she's got a few pros up there, but I think we're going to look at the other other side of the, the fun race. So talked about Mud, Sweat and Beers. Um, I personally did that race. Um, it's not uh, necessarily how I want it to go. I mean, everybody has their days and that wasn't one of them for me, but still got to have a lot of fun out there. And The entire time, um, I turned it more into an adventure ride, which I know everybody here actually likes adventure rides probably more than they like uh, the racing side and uh, maybe besides Shannon. But um, during that adventure ride where the goal was just to finish um, after a weird start, um, I ended up seeing a lot of camo jerseys out on the course. Uh there's probably 20, 30. Liz might tell me there was more. Um I was pretty pretty deep in the pain cave for a little while, but I kept on getting a lot of like good job, you're going to get through this, like it's awesome. You're you're doing great as I'm running my bike through the trail. And every time it was somebody with an Intrepid jersey and it was camo so I could barely see him, but it was awesome <laughs> to see out there. So I don't, we'll just chat a little bit about months, beers. It's a Traverse city race, similar to Iceman. It's nonprofit raises a lot of money for Mount holiday. Um, and I have done a few of them. And even though it wasn't the race I wanted, uh, it was definitely what I needed to see from the community. And like, it was probably the most fun besides Iceman days. Sorry sweat Beers, but. <laughs> But that I've had on the trail. So Liz, do you want to, a lot of those riders were part of your crew. You want to talk about them?
4: I did have a lot of riders out there. It was awesome. Some of my riders wear the Intrepid kit. There's like eight different kits out there right now. I don't know what I was thinking, but four years ago we just started launching kits, and you know it just happened. Um, but then also a lot of my riders race for teams too. So that was cool. But one of the things that I always put out there is if you're going to wear an Intrepid kit or train at Intrepid, then you have to be a good human. (laughs) So it is a good sportsman thing. It's inclusive. It's whether you're a beginner or a pro, I'm going to, you know, help you the same exact way as whatever your goal is. So nobody's different than anybody else to me. Um, But I think this year, and I don't know for sure because I don't know the numbers, but I think there was more people there this year than I've ever seen. And the community, holy cow, like it was unbelievable. It felt like um, everybody there was happy helping each other and just so supportive. And so I, I saw a different vibe this year. And I don't know if like the pandemic like kind of cut racing down for a second and then it can, kind of came back up. And this is the year that it's coming back. But there was something about this year that was just really special. And whether they were an intrepid kid or not, I just felt like there was just an amazing Amazing show for community, as far as people coming together, doing things that maybe are uncomfortable and just coming together so it was it was amazing
2: yeah, yeah. it's i I know they had the most riders that they have ever had there uh, getting over a thousand on iceman kind of was they were at that point a long time ago, but it's still impressive to have like just be can completely pushing the envelope of what's possible in these races. And I'm sure a lot of those riders were new. Did you have any? I had new riders so up
4: there? many new riders, so many people that had never raced before and did the long one. And then I had people in the beginner race, which I would definitely suggest for people that are brand new to cycling. Um, and have never raced before. And the other thing is, is we don't have uh, the opportunity up here necessarily to do base miles. So, As much as people are like, oh, it's 26 miles, that's not far. It's very far. 26 miles of single track. Yes, (laughs) and whatever it is, regardless of what it is, if you're in race pace without a base, um, an Intrepid doesn't, you know, if you can go in on the weekend and ride for four hours if you want, but nobody's really doing that. So anybody south of, like, Cadillac is doing that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so there's, there's a reason the pros go out west and go out east and do a full season of, you know, zone one, zone two, zone three training. And that's not something that people up here with full-time jobs and lives can do. So I do think it's a huge deal. And I do think that, um, I'm just so proud like of everybody, not just intrepid people, just everybody. And how everybody acted that day. It was amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, just getting out a hot mount holiday. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> anybody who's done the race, yeah. that's like doing Anita's Hill twice or yeah. it's, yes. it's gotta be close to that. That so. climb. Yeah. yeah. Oh
4: dude, it, I timed it. We watched, we studied the videos from pros to, um, amateurs in the studio for eight weeks and I timed it. It was anywhere from six minutes to 12 minutes for that <laughs> to the single track. Yeah. And I mean, yes, the pros are getting up there in like six minutes and 20 seconds or something, maybe faster I'm, I'm talking all the way to the single track, yeah. not just, like, up, yeah, you know. Of, out
2: of the neighborhood. Some people
4: think that it's just, like, the first climb, but you're still no, climbing. You're still, the, yeah, the yeah. whole time.
2: The Cayans of the world are doing
4: it. Maybe, <laughs> like, four and a half it, minutes, like, maybe. Take I, it
2: easy on everybody yeah. else. But, yeah, everybody. that's a long it is. climb. And then you get into single track for 20 miles. Right, <laughs> it's, yeah.
4: yeah. So, I mean, without a base, like, without a strong, you know, endurance base, the, the, it's a very tough race, and it's early. It's, like, Barry,
2: yeah. you know. and... You know, if you're going for the whole shot and you're mm-hmm. kind of an idiot and you go too hard and burn yourself out, <laughs>
4: you can get the um, whole shot and still lose.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've
4: definitely done that before.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, raise my, I'll raise my, i my hand for that <laughs> you had one a lot too. Of podiums <laughs> yeah, I guess we this did this year. We had a lot of podiums for sure. A lot sure. of podiums.
4: Yeah. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. So, base miles versus you know everything else, the interval side. Like, what would you recommend for folks that live in Michigan? trying to get, maybe be a little bit more competitive on a race like Mud Sweat and Beers early in the year, Barry Roubaix, where we've got 60 miles, 100 miles. Like that's, that's a long time to be on a bike after doing hour intervals.
4: Well, one of the biggest issues with cycling is people think they have to get on their bike and hammer, 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 and Intrepid's all about hammering. So like I have to, you know, but I also coach like you can do your three hard rides a week in your zone but you definitely need at least one ride a week where it's two to four hours on your bike which obviously is so boring right yeah. um but that's again that's a difference like anywhere from the up down to traverse city if you go below cadillac everybody's riding gravel year round. around you can get on a fat bike and ride 40 miles on a gravel road no problem so No, intervals will get you so strong and build this strength base. Like, that's crazy. But if you're not doing the base miles on top of it, which I preach about, which some people do and don't, um, your first rides of the season are not going to go great. So um, next year, I'm going to do a stronger push for longer endurance rides. But the other problem is, is that, like I said, we think we have to hammer. You don't. You can actually just sit in zone one or two, depending on if you use a seven or five zone program. You can use those two zones, keep your heart rate super low. It's so boring. Like, it's ridiculous, right? But if you do that and you're in the saddle for that long, you're going to be in a much better place for Barry and a much better place for MSB or any other spring gravel. So the, yeah. the Michigan Gravel Series actually starts before Barry. Yeah. So, I you mean, you're talking like March.
2: If right? you want it's to wreck March. a bike, you can. I can't remember can this. You know, yeah. I think you go to melt, Melting, yeah, melting man, man and blow a drive. Thank tray, you. A melting you know. Man. Yeah.
4: So, like, you, you can start so early, but we are not necessarily prepared unless you're doing the base miles. So, yeah. without the base, you're good for 15 miles, 20 miles at most. But with the base, you're going to do really well. So, a lot of the shakedown races are going to be some of the Michigan Gravel Series races. And yeah.
2: So. How would, uh, how would those base miles, if you're able to get them in effect, like they're obviously going to help for mud sweat and beers in the early ones, but what about for Iceman later in the year?
4: Oh, it's huge. Like, like you absolutely have to have once a week a ride that's either the same distance or exceeds that distance once a week. And it, it doesn't have to be hard. It just needs to be that saddle time. And then once, you know, you get in that nine week window of Iceman, maybe 10 week, then you have to start your out and backs and actually doing that distance hard. Um, but it doesn't have to be hard. And that's the thing with like the out and backs. My first out and back back in two thousand sixteen, I think. They're like, Oh, it's no big deal. We just ride out, chill. Everybody's heard that. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Okay, roll my eyes. Like, it's not at all. Everybody just hammers. (laughs) Hammer to Kalkaska, hammer back. If you don't know where you're going, you're lost. Like you're screwed. Mm -hmm. You're dropped. Yeah. You're totally dropped. And it's fine, there's a place for that. Like I get it. But there is it's too late. Like you can't just spend your whole summer hammering the VST and like going on fifteen mile, like Rides and then think you're going to do great in Iceman. You have to like really put the miles in, I think. Yeah. So.
2: so, so what is, I mean, I, I would call that like an adventure ride. It's <laughs> an easy, like a way to say, like, instead of recovery or like, I'm going to take it easy in zone one to zone two, it's like adventure ride. I'm not going to sprint at all today and I'm going to go get lost. Like, is that Kind of what you're talking, like a two to three hour, four hour? Yeah, um, kind of. But like is there, or is there more structure to that? Where you, There's there, not. No, just get on your bike. Just sit your seat. On.
4: Yeah, just get on your saddle and ride and have fun and don't feel like you have to chase people and like set records. And I have to tell myself that, too. I have to tell my friends that. Like, why are we hammering? Why can't I breathe? Yeah. It like gets fine. You, we're not racing right now. So yeah. being in the saddle in general, four miles, hours versus miles is probably your best bet. Okay. Like, turn the freaking strava. off. Don't even
2: look. Don't, don't. look at that. Just don't chill. Don't look at the heart rate look monitor. At, no, heart
4: rate's good. Look at the heart rate. Heart rate's probably the most important thing in that that sense. Yeah, like, I'm going to keep my heart rate below this number based everybody's different, and I'm just going to have fun, and, and nobody pretty, wants to do that. Would that
2: be like a talking? Like if Maybe yes, maybe talking. for folks that don't have a heart rate talking. monitor. Below talking. Talking, yeah. Okay.
4: And if you don't have a heart rate monitor, if you don't know your max, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's different for everybody. Everybody, like, a lot of people will be like, what should my heart rate be? And I'm like, everybody's different. I have people that max out at 203. Abby, Abby Jean. She does. 205 is the highest I've seen. I'm like, get to the doctor right now. I don't know <laughs> what's happening right now. And then I have, I have people in their 50s and 60s that are, like, really high like that. But then I have people that don't go over 150, you know. So everybody's different. Everybody's heart works different. Everybody's body works different. It's just a matter of, like, there's so much science out there right now. You can do, You can find out what works for you. Yeah. But if you can't talk during your base mile rides, then you're doing it wrong, okay. for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good reminder, folks, straight from a coach. Um, Kyler, what about off the bike during the winter? Liz is saying base miles are good. What would you recommend for the folks that either want to get really strong and they want to raise that FTP, or maybe they just came off of Iceman and they're like, I can't even walk right now. I just rolled out of, out of bed on Sunday and not only am I a little hungover, but I can't (laughs) bend over to tie my shoes. Like what, what's, what are you going to put in place for them to like feel better going into the the following year?
0: Yeah. Um, I think after that race, it's a good time just to have an overall reset. Uh, A lot of times when we're doing these repetitive sports, like cycling, mountain biking, running, uh, whatever it may be. We get kind of caught in these attractor wells, so our body gets super used to the same motion over and over. And to uh, regain symmetry throughout the body is is key in the winter. For one, you probably have a little more time. You may not be riding as much. And so you can start to uh, create a plan to go from there. A Couple of body parts that uh, get hammered on during cycling and biking is hip flexors, quads. Our back takes a takes a hit, always being worked. So start to, uh, strengthen areas that may not get as much love and, uh, start to restore and recover some areas that may be, uh, overcooked after a long year of riding. For,
2: for both of you, does it make sense to maybe for somebody that's, you know, we've got the everydayer who's getting out there five days, seven days a week does it make sense to maybe change that to maybe three days on the bike, more days in the gym, or can you stack both of them together? Like post well, you're talking? Yeah. Like let's, let's say during the winter. Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: I mean, Kyler is not, he's saying like big words, <laughs> but he's like really talking about mobility and functional yeah. training. So like strengthening those places on your body and mo- mobilizing them to a point where they work in your favor versus against you. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's basically saying. But what I tell people when they come to me, and like, if they really want to lose weight and get more fit, this is not the place to do, like it sounds terrible. Like it's a great cardio workout, right? But cardio is not where it's at as far as like life fitness goes. It's what he does mixed with what I do. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge mix. And so go ahead. I think that I think
0: to your point, the winter is a a really good time to hone in on that because I mean, I'm, I'm like any rider that loves to ride their bike out there. Seven days a week, if I can, maybe I'll throw two rides in there now and then. (laughs) Is that healthy? Uh, Maybe not, but is it fun? Sure. But in the winter, trying to dial that back a little bit, we're probably not going to be riding as much, or maybe we're taking part in other activities, uh, skiing of some sort or some sort of winter sport. Yeah, we've done that a few times. (laughs) Yeah. So just a good time to to get a routine, and I think that's where... um, the gold is, is consistency. So fine. It doesn't have to be crazy. I mean, even for myself, I find two days a week usually is ideal as much as I ride and I'm active outdoors. Uh, could you do more? Sure. In the winter, that's probably a great time to build up more strength and things like that. But, uh, yeah, as uh, riding season comes, you know, into the summer when we're riding more, we don't want to always be going on rides, beat up, sore. You know, we got our our DOMS, our delayed onset muscle soreness, <laughs> or all your muscles hurt. I mean, yeah. it's not that fun to ride when you're super sore. So yeah. being smart about it, and uh, I think the older I get, the hopefully the smarter I'm getting about not overtraining because back in my early 20s, it was a gym workout and a hard ride pretty much five, six days a week, and looking back, I was only uh losing fitness for a lot of that time, I believe. Yeah. We're not talking about the pointy end too much today, but uh, you
2: were you were there uh, and yeah. Shannon's spent some time there now. Oh he's he still November, but I
4: he I still is I know. He, he can is. get on a yeah. bike and but, crash. Like it's unbelievable.
2: But you're saying for even when you're when you're there and you're trying to be more fit, sometimes less is more. And, yes. and spending like maybe more time in the recovery zones and a little bit more time on mobility yes. can help mm-hmm. you be faster in the long Would you room.
3: take a recovery day and do mobility? Yes. Like would that be, That's cause perfect. you wouldn't do your hard ride cause you have the three hard rides a week. Yeah. So would you do like Monday, say it's Monday, yes. Wednesday, Friday to make it easy for you. Perfect
4: world. Tuesday. Yes. Perfect world would yeah. be do your intervals with Intrepid twice a week. Do your mobility with somebody. Yeah. Kyler and Aaron is, they're awesome. They actually offer zoom too. So like people can do it right from home. Um, and then maybe their weekend ride hard, but their
3: weekend maybe base miles instead. What about but, the spin though? You know, I have a hard time spin. giving up the spin on like the mobility day. Mm-hmm. My legs need that like flush.
0: Sure. Could yeah, you that's
3: a good warm up. Flush with uh, like your training that a bike could give you to get you ready for Liz's class the next day.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's probably room for both. Both, uh-huh. yeah. Um, a you quick just spin. want to be strategic. To yeah. do a
3: yeah.
4: and that. In I think a quick workout? flush yeah. prior to that, I don't know if you'd argue that, but like a quick flush prior no, to well mobility is great. I think that'd be great. a great way. Yeah. yeah.
0: And when we talk mobility, maybe we should just, you know, clear the waters yeah. up and, and define yeah, exactly right. at least what we mean by that. Because there's flexibility, there's mobility, there's, you know, mobility to us is, it's like functional range that you can actually utilize. So not just, you know, I can put my, my foot behind my head, but actually like using it in a sport. So maybe you're, you know, out on the tennis court, you got to take this huge reach, you're stretching the inside of your leg to its max capacity, and then getting back home safely, you know, without an injury, per se. Yeah, it's probably like- pickable now
2: yeah
5: pickleball <laughs> <laughs> that's right i want to do that i think we need things. to do a pickleball <laughs> no like i want to get
4: drunk AM, and play pickleball Friday, is that a thing you get uh, drunk heck, and play yeah. pickleball oh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> how <end> <laughs> that's, that's how you end up injured you'll
5: be that's why how you end
4: up in kyler's gym that's right you pickleball. get pickleball. drunk well, and well
5: play let's, pickleball. let's
3: first work on the mobility part we <laughs> enter in three weeks yeah
0: and then
4: get drunk and play pickleball all right just wanted to cover
3: that
0: so yeah, I mean, mobility, we use things like foam rollers, uh, maybe a massage gun if you have access to one of those. Even getting a massage still counts, just a little more on the expensive end. Yeah, uh, Mobilizing different parts for cyclists, quads, like we already talked, hip flexors, some of our back muscles, calves, they just get so beat up. So getting a foam roller in there, given that a little TLC will uh, have you feeling good and be able to perform even better when you go hit your next big, hard ride the next Mm -hmm. day. It's only going to enhance what you're already doing.
2: So a lot of people, myself included, you end up getting like the kind of arrow shoulders. Yeah, Yeah, the hunchback. You're you're hunchback and your shoulders are up. up. Like can off-the-bike training help to alleviate
0: that, not only the pain, but like kind of help you ride better too? Definitely. Yeah, I think – over time, you know, those things that maybe we see first, we're like, oh man, my shoulders are kind of rounded. I have tightness in my neck. Like they'll eventually lead to a lot of pain, dysfunction, and discomfort. So if you can nip them in the butt early and at least have some sort of consistent routine that you're throwing in to negate that, you're going to be in a lot better place. And you can definitely reverse it. The way we look at it, you know, at the gym is Well, what's someone doing on the bike? Well, they're super tight in their hips, short angle. You know, their back is rounded. Our head's kind of looking forward. Uh, We're locked in a shoe. I mean, right there just gives us a handful of things that we can already say, like basically do the opposite of all that at the gym. You know, get into extension, open up your chest, open up your spine, stretch your calves and right there, minimal things will have someone feeling like a whole new person. It so. also
3: helps with crashing. Yeah,
5: <laughs>
4: so
0: yeah. the
3: normal full, full <laughs> schedule though of a person like a mom that doesn't have much time, because I always battle with the spin on the second day and the mobility. How much time would you spend for someone that needs to get a spin and the mobility? Would it be a half-hour spin, half-hour mobility, or 45 minutes, 15? Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. Just because it's so hard, right? Like, my Mm -hmm. spins are usually 45 to an hour, and it just depends on my body fatigue. Well, these guys start every
4: workout with 10 minutes of mobility, or, Mm -hmm. like, warm-up. like, And I call it a mobility. I apologize if that sounds ignorant. And then they end with it. So it's like it's an hour, and there's exercise in between, like functional exercise, like yeah. strength training, all of it, like endurance. But they are warming up their muscles to move properly, and then they're exercising those muscles, and then they're cooling down. Right? My, no, I'm you're this on wrong. it. You're on it. So I like mean... an hour is great. Like your workout could yeah. be mobility, spin, mobility.
3: But are we talking an hour or yeah. two hours? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah, two would be great.
2: If, but if you're not doing the strength in between, you yeah, could do yeah. the mobility. The, spans, yeah, the spin, I think mobility. you're
0: referring to ex- exercise. Yeah, you're referring to like one of our classes where we do spend a lot of time mobilizing, yeah. stretching, and lengthening things out at the beginning. And then the middle, you know, 30 minutes where we're working out. And then the last part is a cool down, which we might do some more isolated stretching and things. But basically, if you took the workout part in or out, I think you could, uh, you know, isolate the, the beginning and the end, put mm-hmm. those together. Do A little mobilization with a yeah. foam roller stretch, and that'd take you 15 20 minutes. You Which could is be nice. in and out, yeah. yeah, yeah, because you have specific parts that you'll target anyway, right? You don't have to mobilize your whole body or you know, lengthen, yeah. stretch your whole body, right? I would just key in on the stuff that's going to get used and abused when you're uh cycling,
4: yeah. Yeah, and so. don't forget about your hamstrings. Because we think quads, we yeah. upper yeah. back and hamstrings and yeah, glutes when you're, are huge. They're so. yeah. Yeah. definitely And that's what he meant work. by the front muscles. Like yeah. you're you're just like when you're working at a desk all day, you're like this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So all of your front muscles are shortening and then if you don't ever yeah. you know lengthen them or work the muscles in the back of your body, then you're like kind of in trouble. It's the old school like physique training yeah like i want to look in the mirror and look good but i never turn around and look at my
5: butt
3: and <laughs> <laughs> my back kind of thing you know yeah that's yeah. like so it's like common the, the opposite we all just do our legs <laughs> yes. most yeah guys in the gym it's all the arms and we're just yes. squats yeah. oh, just everything with the legs there's, so much, the core, there's so much core there is so
4: much core like when you are riding through sand for instance and you have one line if your core is not strong which i'm mine is not right now um, it's so hard to just be like, I'm riding through, I can ride through sand all day. Right. But I can't balance necessarily if my, my core is not strong. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with the balance because of that and many other things, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many things you can do in between the mobility work and the stretching work. And I hate to like call it that. Cause I know that there's more, much more to yeah. it, but there's a beginning and there's an end. And for a serious cyclist to want to perform really well there has to be a mobility stretching functional strength part and there has to be the riding part and then there has to be that at the end also Mm -hmm. and so even today i got on my bike and i'm like i forgot to stretch my hamstrings Mm -hmm. and my my groin because when my hamstrings are tight my outer knees hurt so when it takes me two miles to have not not have knee pain in my left leg and i know exactly where it's coming from but there's no excuse right Mm -hmm. and i'm a freaking trainer
3: it's hard though when you're a mom and you're a full <laughs> yeah. business owner and you're trying to get on the bike and, yeah. and do what you have to do, that's, that time needs to be more specific. And you know, that's why I was asking you that. It's like, I try to get 10 hours a weekend and I'm drowning, you know? Yeah. And then that's bike. And so yeah. now I have to get the stretching, you know, the rolling out. It is a and lot. By the time I, it's midnight. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, looking at my bed. In bed. Yeah, I'm, like, drooling <laughs> over my Sleepy bed. Baby. Yeah, I'm in the <laughs> dark. I have a blanket sometimes, like, <laughs> over me, like, if I'm doing, like, the ball on uh-huh. my knots on the back, just pulling yeah. my arms out.
0: Yeah, that's... It's a lot. Even it is for lot. myself, I don't have kids yet, but I can only imagine um, really finding any little slice in the day where you can toss it in there is uh, yeah for someone... Like you yourself. would laugh at my Strava rides. <laughs> it would be,
3: I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes. I got a bike in my back. I'm in, a, or in the back of my truck. I get out, just ride the Tart, park at the kids' school. Then I pick them up, then I'll drop them off, and I might have a half hour before I take them to a sport, jump on my bike at home, same, same kit, everything. Sometimes I ride three times a day, and the total time is an hour 15. <laughs>
2: Oh, maybe.
0: That's, it done. She's
3: just doing what she can,
0: yeah. and setting an example sounds,
4: for four amazing kids too. Yeah, so. But that's, that's like maybe.
2: It <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like probably four thousand of the folks that are doing yeah. ice. So yeah, if they're dedicated. Know, yeah, yeah yes. I, well, in some capacity, but you know, everybody's yeah. time crunched in one way or another. And um, I don't think any of us are getting paid to ride bikes. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, <and> I might. <laughs> no, be, I'm nope. just kidding. Not yet. But, I'll
5: pay you to ride. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
4: Liz room. gets
2: paid to teach people how to ride bikes better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, we're all you know crunched in one way or another, and it's pretty easy to just like I don't personally. By the time November rolls around, I'm a shell of a human, and I've, <laughs> and I've turned into a cyclist, and I've lost yes. all my muscle. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> it's November. I got to get back in the gym, and I got to remember uh, how to like lift a weight. And yeah. so basically, what Kyler's saying is like, I probably don't give it up during the year too. Like we we were just talking about base season. Somehow we got here from Mudswan Beers.
5: Uh,
2: we were actually talking some yeah some training stuff, which is cool. But um, you can do that stuff year round. Mm-hmm. is what is what we're yeah. talking about. Like yeah. the intervals out, like the closer we get to Iceman, you wanna be working on intervals, you wanna get sharp, you wanna get you know, you're trying to get over those hills, but you also wanna keep that mobility up so you don't have to pick it up on a Sunday after Iceman.
0: Because and,
4: life. Yeah. yeah. Like you like Bike It is awesome and we love it mm-hmm. and the community's great and it brings us so much joy but life. Like you still have to do life and you still have to like yeah. live a long time and Ride bikes when we're eighty and do tandem. Yes, and that's why. (laughs) Yeah, that would be insane. Bikes are great, but there's no impact, right? Like, so there's no impact on your. There's no strong impact on you. So, like, there's not a ton of like bone mass index going on there, like build or whatever. So, weight training, mobility, all these things. Like, that's why when someone comes to you like, I really want to lose weight. I'm like you're at the wrong place. Like you got to learn to lose I'm going to
2: tell you to eat pasta yeah. maybe have a few more beers. I'm also right. <laughs> and,
4: right. Exactly. And I'm not a good salesperson, right? I'm like, Oh, you want to lose weight. You're not in the right place. Like obviously yes. you're going to burn a ton 100. of calories, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to go home and eat like 17 McDonald's freaking <laughs> like burgers. Right. I don't know whatever you're going to eat, but you're going to binge eat because you're so hungry. You just built burnt a thousand calories. But in reality, the weight training is going to like give you lifelong happiness, joy, mm-hmm. fitness. Community. And longevity, yeah. yeah. And so your body needs to have resistance training. It was built for that. And so I struggle with being a salesperson because that's what I do all the time. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but this isn't the place for you. Yeah. If you want to be a better cyclist and you're happy to do this and get fit, like awesome. But there has to be something else with it. That's This position is like sitting at a desk all day. It's just not going to like yeah. be amazing for you sorry that we're not talking about race anymore, but like, I don't mean to be negative. I just, no, I'm it's a realist. So, like, I mean, it's so I'm like, back. go to Kyler, please. Because yeah. that's where you're going to get what you need yeah. right now. That's where you're going to get your glutes built up and your metabolism higher and like whatever, mm-hmm. or both, you know? Yeah. And so sometimes it can be daunting because it could be expensive and there's all these things, but there's definitely an affordable way to do everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to learn and then go on off your own. And that's the goal is like, I'm going to train you in the gym. If you're training someone in the gym, my goal has always been, I'm going to send you off on your own and you're going to do your own thing. It's like white Fang, Go, you know,
5: total white (laughs) Fang.
4: But they never leave you. Well, I don't want them. just keep getting (laughs) bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm more talking about the gym stuff. Like I, you know, like I I want Mm -hmm. to see people succeed on their own. I want them to like find a way to fiscally approach what they're doing and make it a lifestyle versus like having to feel like it's a, you know, daunting thing financially or whatever you know but the cycling part that's not that expensive that's just me yelling at them and (laughs) coaching them
2: but it does it takes a lot of time it's like six days a
4: week if you're talking about like having a trainer and all these things but there's obviously like a way around that yeah so we want our goal I think and I can speak for you when I say this is to send people out in the world and have them be able to maintain some sort of fitness on their own but lifelong not like hey, we just stopped by to learn something and we're going to stop six months later because of Iceman. We want you to continue because fluctuating is actually worse for you than maintenance. So,
2: you know. That's good advice. It's
4: really bad for your heart, by the way.
2: Do you know this? Going up and down peaking. Yeah, it is.
4: It's so bad to like have a school. Like it scares me when people say, I want to lose all this weight and do this. And I'm like, great, but what's your plan after that? You Mm. know, because... Losing 40 pounds is awesome, but if you gain 20 back and then lose 20 and then gain, that's going to be way worse on your heart than just maintaining a weight that maybe you're not super stoked about, mm-hmm. but like being functionally strong at that weight and having muscle mass and, and functionality, um, that's going to be much better for you than just doing this bounce, 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 bounce thing. So okay. sorry,
5: I didn't tangent,
4: that. that's, no, that's, so, a, that's yeah, a good, tangent. that's a good eye over there. <laughs>
1: It is. It's hard, but it's life. The fun starts before the race gun goes off. Make sure you stop by the Ice Cycle Expo presented by Forefront Credit Union. Special thanks to Forefront Credit Union for helping us provide a killer expo with all the vendors that you riders love seeing every year. Thank you to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan for their longtime sponsorship and support of the Iceman event. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan knows how to take care of their folks and our wonderful community partners. The Bissell Celebration Zone is a lot of fun. However, cleaning up the Bissell Celebration Zone can be a challenge. Make cleaning up your home easy. Check out Bissell's products and let them know you appreciate their support of Iceman. Thank you, Bissell, for all your continued support and sponsorship.
2: Got a couple different ways we could take this, and I, I think we want to get into more of the adventure side. Um, we've got an adventure community, and uh, that's my favorite part about Iceman. Um, you guys, we've been sprinkling it in there more on the community side, so I, I think we should go there. Um, obviously, on ice like Iceman weekend we have it's a big party everybody shows up early the out and backs beforehand it's all the groups like the intrepid riders the dirt church the folks that want to rip your legs off um (laughs) all the kids in Norte which they're watch out everybody I know they're getting they're ripping my legs off right now <laughs> yeah. the spring it's good been awesome you. riding with them are you but, coaching yeah that's awesome it's, Thank well you for I'm doing volunteering that. I show up when I can and but it's been awesome and they're Thank fast you. they're yeah, they're gonna be so give, cool. give them two or three More years. Girls I know Kyan,
4: too. Kyan and Mostly Garrett. Mostly the
2: girls, to be honest. They're
4: Kyan and Garrett are gonna be like what? Girls,
2: yeah, the squad girls, pretty fast. the girls. They're gonna get the some girls. Squad, All the newcomers. They're all just gonna Emma? go right into the pro race. They're Emma, go... they're coming <laughs> for you. <Yeah>. They're <laughs> skipping the <laughs> the rank. So oh, I love they, these kids. So they're much. awesome, but so that's the community like leading up to it, and then the day of, obviously. Um, I, well, probably a lot of people like the night before <laughs> more at the trade show because you get all the beer. Oh, I don't like the night before. Go up the Nobody
4: worst. likes the night before. That's because Shannon's a
2: pro no. and she carries them. I'm st- like, hey, no, st- if there's two in inches
3: no, I'm not doing it. She's <laughs> got to be fast. Oh, You're well, that. we don't need to.
2: I'll get, get next year. Year. There's yes. better enough talk of tire choice. <laughs> and like what tire we're going to run. We'll do a run. fat bike tandem. That's fine. Yeah. for life. I think so you have to get paid to say that <laughs> I love birds. I told you she's getting paid, but she is crazy. <laughs> but and then obviously the day of. I mean, there's it's hard. It's similar to what we were talking about with mud sweat beers, but there's just so many people in the woods, mostly suffering, and just trying to get through it. Like yeah. there's a couple hundred people that are out there for a really good time, but everybody else is like, especially on a mud year. Where it's like I don't even know if we're gonna finish <laughs> with mechanicals or just like you know going out too fast. So, I want to talk a little bit about community for you, for both of you um, and Shannon. I mean, you've got just in your corner, you've got a pretty big community as well, um, and a big part of the Traverse City community. So, why don't we start with you? Like, what what is uh, Iceman community? But what is just what what do bikes mean to you uh, as far as like your family and? It drives a lot of your life, so
3: Yeah, it really does. Um, it's funny, it just kind of gifted me with healing in the woods, is what I would kind of describe biking as. And then I did my first Iceman race 2015, and it was like, "Wow!" all these people out here, you're just racing, you're in groups, you're talking to each other, you're fighting each other. It just felt the energy. It's the energy, like the energy that you feel. It's nothing like you've felt before. It's an adrenaline rush. It's addicting. And so, um, and then when you're racing, when you have people screaming your name, I mean, it just like stops you. Right, like you're like, whoa! People know who I am, like not in a not in like a like a narcissistic way, but you're shocked, you know. You have people come on, Shannon, just cheering for you, and you're just like, wow! And then my kids started getting into it, (laughs) and now they all race, and
2: everybody knows their name. (laughs) They
3: know their name too, which is cool, and it's just. I don't know, it kind of just opened up who I am. It kind of like, you know, when you get into your 30s, you're like, oh, I really love my 30s because I actually know who I am now. It's kind of what it felt like with bike riding when you finally found it. Like I knew when I was younger, I love the woods. And I used to get lost in the woods, like only, like my mom, We I come from six. So I always got lost in the woods, built trails. I was always raking the leaves in the woods. So getting lost on the single track, it's like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And I never realized you can actually ride a bike in the woods, which is weird. <laughs> and so that was just a huge eye opener and to gift it to my kids at a young age. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool.
2: Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah.
4: That's, it is really cool. It's really cool. Incredible. We can just stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're done. So, that's good. Mic I, drop. I, I mean, yeah. ditto. <laughs> mic I, the, drop. the
2: healing part. I mean, I I completely get that. I um, hit, lost my dad at like in 2015. From that, it's actually with Kyler being here. I don't not going to bring it into this too much, but... Can we pause so, for a hug? <laughs> after. 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 I'll crack another beer. Okay. <laughs> there you, <laughs> there go. you go. go. That a boy. <laughs> Dad. Cheers um, to loss and but, the shitty
4: part of it. Yes.
2: Um, so, I re- soon after, I did Iceman, and then found that community, and I didn't ride bikes at all. I knew the Brown family. They kind of got me into it, and then I saw Margie, and I... The first stuff I saw from Margie was actually one of your rides. Didn't know who you were at all, Kyler. But, I was there. <laughs> but was so that cool. was when, Kyler, I think you did the 1202 or something like that. Just and miss I was it. like, that is something that I'm going to do as, like, a dedication. And um, like a healing. Mm. And, a, like, the way to build out of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, build myself back up. And community definitely helped me get there. But yeah. that was pretty cool. So... Um, yeah, that's well. Anyway.
3: Cool. I'm crying. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's well, what it's I about, right? Have. Like it lost that. in the woods, the healing, um, nature that comes out at you. My sign for, I lost my husband in a car accident in 2013. So same, finally found the woods. And when I found the woods on a bike, I never stopped because yeah. well,
2: you keep going. You back keep and going. It keeps, you, yeah. It just, gives, but it's not just the woods. I think Um, You found community in it and, you know, a way to channel whatever you're feeling. Well, you meet people
3: like you and you meet people like Liz and Mm -hmm. Kyler and you all share this story together and that's what binds the whole picture together is is she's doing something hard he's doing something hard you are and i am and we all went through something hard and it's it's crazy the woods and a bike can bring this community together people yeah. who have lost people or are going through a hard time or a divorce or trying to find themselves really cuz i, I just think that's dealing
2: with a pandemic Yeah. Like, uh, like just you know uh yeah, mental illness it's uh, it's a really um, and then people, you find people and they lift you out of that yeah. and mm-hmm. races are right. another, you can run into random people <laughs> and they help you through a race and like, they're really important for you in that moment or like on an adventure ride. And yeah, so I don't know, that side of the community is really cool. It's amazing. And thanks Paul for <laughs> getting me through that race. But, is that your dad? No, no, that was uh, oh, okay. Paul Britton. He, uh, he sagged me on Margie.
4: You never show. forget. <laughs> you yeah, never I'll forget give you a little it. shout
2: out on that Aww. one. But, yeah. Uh, But, you know, like you cross, you do something like that. And I think Liz might have, um, some stories as well, but I'm just crying over here. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you, you do something like that and you, you build yourself up, um, into a different person through, the community through training through the bike and you believe
3: and, in yourself. You yeah, start believing it, you can do these things in a,
2: in a completely different way. And then, um, you get to the finish line and it's either like, Oh, well, I'm never gonna do that again, but I'm glad <laughs> I did. Or you just dive deeper into most people <laughs> yeah. decide that it's like, Oh, this is a, this is a very healthy way to, um, not only, you know, make yourself healthy, like what Kyler and Liz are talking about, but you can also like find more people that are like you. And I, yeah, I mean, there's 5,000 people that sign up for this race every year. Um, mm-hmm there's a lot of weirdos out there that like (laughs) drinking beer and then riding bikes or one or the other. I don't know. Might go back and forth. Yeah, A lot of coffee too, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Kyla like community. um, Sorry to drop that on me too. (laughs) But but seeing, but seeing like honestly what you did on a bike, it was obviously the pointy end and it was inspiring. And it was like, Oh, that's a guy similar, same age as me doing hard stuff on a bike. And like, Don't know why you did it or why you do it. Like, I still don't know why. I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I, Uh, why? Do you, (laughs) like, how hard? Like, do
4: you know what bike he was on, though? Uh, Like, that's the thing. Like, I I will never forget forget talking about it. A 30 pound. Fat bike, I remember with that. no I suspension,
2: that. and that's what I had. You at were the like time the top of like
4: believable. I was there for every minute on. of it, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, Liz
0: told me no, like three weeks before. I was like, "Do before. not
4: do this. Like, don't,
0: like, do I literally walked into the like we not in a negative way. Gym. It was like a
4: negative way. I was just like, "I feel like you should get a different She's bike."
0: You're you're an idiot. I did not tell you, idiot. loan you bike.
4: I mean, I have a bike too small, but like you can take mine.
0: Like, sorry, Liz, I'm like I'm. Just in my head, I was committed. You know, he was. I knew my bike. I knew what it could do. I would never ridden Marquette though, so I didn't know <laughs> that. But which know, is also amazing.
4: Come on, like but, he shows up in yeah. an orange thirty pound orange, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fat
4: bike. And I was like, oh, okay. If anybody can do this, it's you. I just called him an idiot because I was like, there's so many people that would give you their bike for this. And like, if you break it, you can pay for it. Like, it's fine. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm doing it on this. And I supported him 100%. I was out there for every minute of it, but... I mean, two seconds. Wild. Two seconds on a thir- How many people at Margie have <laughs> ever done?
2: I'm not saying what I got. Two,
4: two seconds away from though. a buckle on a wow. 30-pound not fat bike. Hey, okay, wait a minute. That what was a different race. Be? What does that yeah.
3: feel like? Was that a different race?
0: That was well. I did on <sighs> my fat bike first year. I think it took me 15 hours. You know, I was just trying to get it done. Second year, trained a lot harder, got a different bike. He's still bragging with the fifteen,
2: <laughs> folks, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, maybe whatever. maybe do some mobility. You know, might whatever the time was, the it key. doesn't
4: matter. It was unbelievable. Yeah, oh might God.
2: like do some mobility. It'll, it'll yeah. make you a little bit faster. And, <laughs> then all of a
4: sudden, he was like, "I need to change my job <laughs> and like uh, work yeah. on mobility." No, no, <laughs> it's not even it. Like, he's just he's yeah. a badass. Yeah.
2: It's so what? Like, but the community side, what? What about that for you? I know you're building not only, you know, community on the bikes. Uh, you've definitely, I mean, personally, you've gotten me into like jumping bikes, which I usually don't like to leave the ground. <laughs> I'm more of a like, God. let's do Iceman stuff. All like, I, can I think want of to is get a little faster right <laughs> for November or let's go gravel ride. And you're always like, "Oh, let's go to the commons or let's go to Palmer and go, go jump some stuff. But like, so not only that, but you've also got the community in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like what, what does bike community mean to you?
0: Yeah, it uh, you know, it's really ebbed and flowed over ever since I moved up to Traverse City. It's kind of interesting looking back at it. But when I first moved up, I, I was really serious into racing. Iceman, MSB, I mean, I was entering all the two-hour events. And, uh, you know, what that led to was training solo without community. Um, I think as I continued to train that way, I just got kind of burnt out on my own and just always riding by myself. And you know, the reason for that is like when you're by yourself, you can go at your own pace. You can stop when you want to, you can hammer when you want to. No one's really there to hold you back or push you too hard for that matter. Um, You can just really dial it in. But uh, I think community was a big part that I was missing and I knew it was out there. I just had to take that step and find it. So I started going to group rides, dirt church, um, I remember some of the first ones I went to was uh, the Fat Bike Rides, Friday Night Lights, and that really showed me. uh, That's during the winter, right? That's during the winter, yeah, Yeah, out on the Vasa land. So it's a night ride, starts about 6 p.m., and throw your lights on, big potluck after, and uh, it was pretty cool. Don Marsh, if you guys know. Don, he's pretty well known in the community, and uh, he invited me, brought me a bike, I wore like five layers too many, was sweating out in the first mile, but uh, that really showed me that there was something to be said about the Traverse City community. I was brand new up here. I didn't know anyone. Uh, It was honestly kind of awkward the first ride because you're just standing there amongst 50 people that are chatting, but you know, that's how you get your foot in the door. Then people are super nice. They introduce themselves and they're like, Hey, come to this ride, come to this ride. And from there, I guess the rest is history. I know a ton of friends that uh, like to ride, and people in intrepid. I mean, I think I've ridden with some of them on the trails, and it really becomes this this huge cycle. What would you say
2: to somebody? Um, I won't. Lump, I, I'm gonna lump myself in this. I thought I had to get fast before I could go on group rides, or before I could be a part of the bike community. And I, I'm sure there's quite a few people in the in that situation where they're like, "Oh, you know, I just." I got to go a little bit faster. If I raise my FTP, like, then I can go on the group ride because I don't want to, like, get dropped or I don't want to. Yeah,
5: you're like, scared. You're scared. I, <laughs> you're just,
2: I mean, you're scared. And I, yeah. I mean, I'll raise my hand. I, I'm not, oh, I might be too proud sometimes, but I'll humble <laughs> myself right now. Like, I, I didn't go on a lot of group rides for quite a while because I wanted mm-hmm. to be strong before
3: like dirt church and you can you're you're, not alone you're never going
2: to be the strongest but like you want to be oh i I think i can hold my own now so like yeah Mm -hmm. is it worth it just to go and like meet that community and like maybe there's like 10 other people there that are just out for the adventure ride like like what what yeah i would say 100
0: percent. because even if say you we'll call it fail you know you get dropped you get left and everyone just blows past you leaves you out there in the middle of the woods it's it's still a learning experience, and probably from there, you just met a bunch of cool people that you aspire to be. Or got dropped with.
2: <laughs> or got dropped with, yeah, yeah. definitely. You dropped um, with your local hero
0: because he's having a bad day. Yeah, and they'll help you out on how to, to take it to that next level. They'll tell you other group rides to hit, um, maybe some that aren't quite as spicy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if that's, like, your goal, I think you shouldn't wait. You should just just go for it, dive in head first, and see where you end up. And then you know. It's yeah. fun.
2: I, I'd agree. Uh, even after getting dropped a few times. It is <laughs> It's fun. still fun. It is right? still fun. Even when you get dropped. As, as long as you have, have, as 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 you have enough me, snacks. So. You got yeah. enough snacks when you, you get dropped by yourself. You but. have that
3: food. And it's not, you know, like negative out on a fat bike. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> when we got lost. You and I. I like that
2: stuff. Remember that?
3: Yeah, yeah I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: And not all, not all group rides are like drop rides or like ride as fast as you. you're you're talking about find the community that you want to be in like yeah, whether it's, exactly. maybe it's that fast out and back but it could just be you know your potluck like hey we're going to go get lost in the woods at everyone's pace and it's going to be
0: awesome and mm-hmm.
2: that's i think we're all about that part of the community yeah. too.
0: i just went on a ride today chicken leg friday presented <laughs> by tim polium
4: that's a drop ride just well, that right yeah. that's a drop it's ride actually, slash that's how you I'm get marked. yeah that's
0: like a it's kind of You you never know what's going to happen exactly on that one. But it's not like Dirt Church style where it's just all-out effort. Um, But what I like about that ride, and again, this is just me fitting into a certain group that I found that I enjoy, is for one, they ride out at the Commons, which I really like. Just, you know, kind of home stomping grounds for me. I can ride right from my house. Um, For two, it's on a Friday, like at 10 a.m., which I'm fortunate and grateful that my job every other week allows me that time and so do anyone that's on the ride is kind of in the same boat. So I feel like those um attributes they just kinda link yeah. us together and then we can relate, you know, who's yeah. ever on that ride relate well to uh yeah. to each other. Yeah. So, so find find your people. Go yeah, out exactly. there and
2: it might take a while. You might end up at the wrong Group. <laughs> so, I mean, we all live in Traverse City, so it's a little different. We've but, all been there. You know, if you're in Grand Rapids, if you're in Detroit, if you're in Chicago, I'm sure there's similar rides and go, you know, if you if you don't want to ride fast, if you want to ride slow, maybe if it's not out there, go start your own because yeah. I'm sure or there's...
4: Bring a beer with your snacks. That yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, have yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think I've seen pictures of Liz with beers in her water bottle. bottle. I Is doubt that it. true? <laughs> maybe even know. a whiskey bottle, <laughs> but...
4: Probably. Correct,
2: but. So, well, <laughs> we, I think we've all been there, but uh, what, Liz, not. what about, what about you?
4: Community wise? I
2: know community drives just about uh. everything you guys do at Intrepid and that's what makes it a pretty cool, uh, cycling gym, but also it's, it's much more than that. It's like what, and we talked about it with the month, sweat and beers, but, um, expand right. on it.
4: Since it's an Iceman podcast, I'll try to summarize because this is a deep conversation. This could be an entire four-hour podcast for me. Um, Working with people from (laughs) – are we out of time? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) From people that have clipped in on an indoor bike for the first time to somebody who's a pro, right? Like Iceman approach. Let's just talk about that for a sec. You're either going for the podium – You're going for a finish and a PR, or you're going out just to finish, right? So there's, like, really three options. And every single person that decides to toe the line, which is less than 1% of the population, is huge, right? So every single one of those people matter to me, 100%. Um, For instance, last year I was my best ice man. I got to ride with Cassie Stone, who has MS. The right side of her body does not work. I witnessed what it's like to have her body shut down. And, like, watching her pedal... Her toe was pointed completely down on the right side. Like she didn't even, she couldn't even feel herself pedaling. So most of her left side was doing all the work, even though she felt like she was, you know, in. So, like, to me, her goal was to finish. And that's an exceptional, um, you know, whatever. That's just a weird way to explain it. But, like, there's a lot of people that just started racing and, or riding and they just want to finish Iceman. Then there's the middle people who, Maybe take it too serious or not serious enough. It doesn't matter. It's like up to them, right? And then you have the people that are going for the podium. So to me, Iceman or any race or any ride, for that matter, is what you make it. If you are too scared to join a ride, you're never going to know what you're made of, right? If your worst fear is to go out and get dropped, um, you're probably not going to get faster because you're going to ride alone, um, much like we all do. Uh, Even Kyler said that. I do the same. I'm more apt to ride alone because I don't want the pressure of other people. You know, also I like my alone time. <laughs> but
0: That's so
4: <laughs> the community aspect of it is for Iceman in general, is using that as an um, example, is you have 5,000 people out there with 5,000 different goals, right? But they're generally the same. I want to finish, I want a PR, or I want a podium. And every single one of those people matter. And every single one of them gets the same attention as the pros. They really do like regardless of where they're at. So it's, Iceman's a really cool platform for people. And I have heard negative things about Iceman. I've heard like people say, oh, it's just too much, and it's this and it's that. No, it's not. It's what you make it. Yeah. So if you want to go out and podium at Iceman, then you need to put the work in. If you want to go out and PR and have a great day and just have fun, then you need to put the work in. If you just want to finish, you have to put the work in, but it's all relative to the person. So to me, the community aspect means... What are you doing other than supporting each other? Like, what else is there? Yeah. Wait, what, why is there any negativity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why is there crap talking? Why is there anything other than like supporting each other? Because nobody's getting paid except for the pros, right? <laughs> and some of them, like Maybe. Shannon, <laughs> Maybe. are not getting paid, right? She might get some hookups <laughs> here and there, but like, she's not getting paid. And even like, whatever. Yeah. So, the community aspect to me is like everybody's there for a different reason, but the same reason at the same time. And here we are all together and let's just be positive and like awesome and be good to each other because there's no other, mm-hmm. there's no, there's too much negativity out there, right? Like why would Iceman or any race for that matter be that thing? Yeah. And as far as like group rides go, there is a place for drop rate rides. There is a place for that. Those are the people that are trying to get faster and challenging themselves and trying to kill each other. That's fine. Like if you are that competitive, like get out there and do it. If you want to get faster and you're scared, go out on those rides and get dropped until you can catch up. I did that on Dirt Church for years, like a year. A year, not years. Um, And I got dropped and lost, and I had no idea how to get back, and that was part of the adventure. I'm going to figure out my (laughs) way. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like I did that for a year in the winter and into the spring. And it was terrible. And you're the
3: only girl to do that. <laughs> I was. I, I think was, I joined you once. I was so it was scared. The my dumbest dream. thing I ever did, so but scary. it was
4: so like, I don't need any more challenges in my life. Mm-hmm. I've like done plenty, but like at the same time, there is nothing like being in the woods and trying to find your way out. And that to me will teach somebody more than anything else in a classroom and at work or whatever. So like, get out there, take chances, like go to rides where you're going to get dropped and figure your way out of the woods. Yeah. And have an idea beforehand of where you're at, of course. Like
2: maybe some tools. No one's
4: coming to save you, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like owning a business. Nobody's coming to save me and Kyler or Shannon. Like we're nobody's coming to save us. If we screw up, like no one's gonna show up and be like, I'll save you <laughs> and give you money. Like nobody's doing that, right? It's the same thing with bike riding, it's yeah. the same thing with life. You show up and you do what you can and you get lost and you get dropped, and that's just like anything else. Breakups, yeah. divorce, death, like loss. I can't get off what you two started with, with the loss. I'm just, like, crying over here. But, like, I've been through a lot of that, too. So the community aspect of it to me is just get over yourself and support each other and have fun. And um, whatever your goal is, just go crush it and figure out how to do the work to do that. That's it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Have the goal, though. You need a goal. Goal is You do need a goal. Everybody That's does. That's the thing. Like, a lot of yeah. people are like, how do they do it? How do they do it? Well, it starts with a simple goal. Yep. And then you go from there. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have goals, you don't have inspiration. If you don't have inspiration, then it's really hard to move.
4: And that's what community does. It gives you that's what intrep that's the proudest part of Intrepid for me is built watching the relationships build in the studio and then go outside. MSB was a great example. Like the support that people were giving each other, from the people that were doing the beginner race to the people that were first time racing and the long one to the pros. I mean it was unbelievable to watch the positivity and the support afterwards. And like, it doesn't matter what kit they were in. I mean, I'm flattered. I was beside myself to be honest, but like to watch the kindness and the support and the, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'll ever get over what 2023 MSB was for me Hmm. and for the community. It was unbelievable.
2: I think it's probably just going to get better, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's but like how do you I, like do I, I, sh- I do think... I shut
4: down now because that was so great? Like, <laughs> I don't think that was a peak. Now. I mean, like, done. I'll retire. It's yeah. good. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't think that was your peak, but uh, no, that's that's awesome. I mean, something you said there. We we talked a lot about adventure rides and riding easy and fun. It's okay to go hard sometimes. Yeah, like, it is. Like, whatever hard means, for go you,
4: hard. Yeah, it's okay. That's and how like, you learn about. I, yourself. Iceman
2: probably like. It is the hardest day you're going to have on a bike. Yeah. It like nice weather, snow, like yeah. you're going to have a hard time out there. Um, you are. And and having a community around you to get you through it on and off the the course. I mean it's kind of you know training for iceman could mean that you just want to be able to have a couple shots of whiskey and make it over the hills <laughs> yeah. and get exactly it. In, in. i mean there's a lot of hand ups out there everybody knows it and maybe that's your goal be able to take every hand up and still make it across <laughs> the line but the uh, yeah the community off the like all the fans at the end and like oh it's uh, so fun it's,
3: and yeah then
2: the friends on the hills yeah. and get you guys get everybody on the podcast Get yourself a friend on a hill, out there somewhere. Know somebody with a fireball shot. Yeah, Probably yeah. 200 watt increase yeah. on the hill. <laughs> you're, you're already at the top, Kyler. I can't remember which one it was, but I saw him out uh, pretty close to casket He got me, and that uh, yeah, it helps. You, friends help you over hills. So
3: yeah, that last wave before the pros come in. <laughs> You're oh, just yeah. screaming to help him up the hill. Oh, You're yeah. like, guys, come on! Those are the first
4: timers. That's the best way. Favorite. Yeah. The, the last ten waves of Ice Man are the best yeah. waves. Bottom line, to me, like yes. as passionate as I am about like people getting out there and putting themselves. Oh. I mean, same thing with the group ride he's talking about. Nobody's showing up to these group rides that yeah. are new. Why? Because they're scared shitless mm-hmm. yeah. about yeah. what's going to happen, and do I have the right gear, and do I have the right amount of snacks, and do I have my fireball
5: shots? <laughs>
4: but like, you watch those last ten waves come through Iceman, or even the last fifteen. I don't even care. Uh, it's unbelievable. It like gives me goosebumps yeah, even talking goosebumps. about it. Yeah. It's unbelievable, and yeah. I don't know. I I'll. I'm not an Iceman racer. I'm not an MSB racer. I've like I haven't raced those races in like what four or five years. We duped it out
5: for my one because. That
4: was a different thing, though. That was like 2000. Wasn't it two seconds? It was or ridiculous. Crazy? I don't know. But like, I'm now into like Liz the Liz and I were trying to beat stuff. each other. Like, that was our uh, thing. Yeah.
3: Like, I was trying to beat her. She was trying to beat me. And then, like, I think she can't lost beat her that. cleat or yeah, something.
4: My cleat. The, it wouldn't clip in. It fell off my shoe. <laughs> Which <laughs> oh, is no. a really good lesson in checking <laughs> the sage. shoes on your feet. Because it was check only your two seconds. Check your, check <laughs> your shoes. People check. want to check their bike, but check your cleats on your shoes. Yeah.
2: Check my shoes. Yes. Go Mm -hmm. buy, I think what Liz is saying is go buy new shoes for Iceman (laughs) and even if it's a mud year. At a local bike shop. (laughs) At a local local bike shop. Just
3: tighten them before you race. But tighten them.
4: Check them. them I actually caught um, one of our friends, her cleat fell off in my driveway and I had it in my hand. I'm like, I "I wonder who this is. And I brought it with me and it turns out right before the race, I was like, I have your cleat. (laughs)
0: Like
4: everybody thinks about their bike, but they never think about their cleats. At the start line. Yeah. So I rode Iceman with one leg. It was great. Uh, but it was fine i mean whatever no you you killed it but i'm more into the adventure stuff now which gives me an excuse to be slower which is great <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's More of a, a, a mental of effort, effort right? yeah. than a physical. I mean, it's effort. both and right?
4: fighting a bunch of excuse injuries, but <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, Ice
2: Man can turn into a mental effort as well. I mean, no, I mean, it's I mean, huge. It's some some of those snow, snow days. And, yes, I mean, you walk, you wake up, and you're like, oh, I'm not we've
3: been Ice Man yeah. is hard. Yeah,
2: 2019 was that it? Yeah, that was. Uh,
3: that one was, a, was that nasty. What year. was nasty, but you it wasn't like 2014. Yeah, that's I didn't raise fourteen. You did. What I wrote it. And it's talk about it. i my
4: buddy who got me into cycling. Tim Pease, He's the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. He's like my big brother. He gave me his bike. It was like a $7,000 full suspension mountain bike, <laughs> size small. I am like a medium large. <laughs> I rode it first race
3: ever, though, right? It or was, was the second.
4: My like second, maybe. Okay. Um, didn't know what I was doing. Never rode a bike. Uh, tennis shoes and spandex and a t-shirt. And somebody threw me a rain jacket at the start. and Was like. Uh, You need to take this. Jim. Jim. Yeah, it snowed, rained. It was, like, apparently the worst year ever. I thrived. I thought it was great. I think it was, like, three hours and 45 minutes. I was in wave (laughs) 5,000. But I remember being out in mud up to, like, mid-leg, and I'm tall, right? So, like, basically, if you're Shannon, it was up to your knees. Yeah. And someone was like, oh, that was so smart to wear tennis shoes. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is all I know how to ride in. (laughs) Like, I didn't know about clipping in. Yeah. But nobody could move their bike. There was so much mud, and it was, everything was flooded. It rained, snowed, rained, sleeted, rained, snowed, the whole way home. And everybody was hypothermic afterwards. It was awesome. And I thought it was great. And I was like, I finished. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like if someone didn't give me their $7,000 million full suspension bike, I don't know if I would have made it home. I think you would have made it. <laughs>
3: I would have figured it out. I, I would right? have walked, right? I With know. what you showed up in, you would have made it. <laughs> Mentally, you were
4: there. I didn't even know about cycling shorts that time. Like, that was a oh. huge mistake.
2: Uh,
4: yeah. yeah. The tennis <laughs> yeah, shoes were yeah. great, though.
2: But me- the mental aspect of it is, I mean, yeah. a lot of people get so much on their head about, like, oh, That's what I'm, I'm saying. don't have the right tires. That's and,
4: what I'm saying. Like, stop. You know,
2: just like, relax. You know, like, go a ride. A extra, like, millimeters on your knobs. Stop. Something like that. Like no. you want a bike that works. That matters to her. You want a no,
3: no, no. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, even it should matter to you. It does, but you have to also be you have to be mentally strong. Yeah. It's mental. A lot of it's getting
2: mm-hmm. getting through those. Got to just... suffer. Like that's why Whether... I run
3: Burt's. I ran Burt's nineteen. <laughs> yeah. I was fine, and then I dropped my chain twenty times. Yeah, and <laughs> that was another story. But my Burt's, I was. I mean, I was up there third for a while, first ten miles, and I had Burt's. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think, uh, you know, one of the the overarching principles after this last couple minutes of chatting that I keep thinking about is progression. And, you know, for someone in their first Iceman to their... Who knows? I mean, how long has it been going? Twenty. Pretty sure Chad's got's done thirty. Yeah, three Chad. Yeah, Chad's done thirty three. Oh yeah, that's
4: yeah. right.
2: Yeah. So what was it, it thirty three or
3: thirty four? And if
2: I butchered that, Chad, give me give me a call. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. We'll, we'll get you we'll on soon. You can fight me. It's fine. yeah. He's, he's gonna, is, Chad's going to be on for some stories. He's got he's done every single one of them. Along, yeah. I think there's six guys. It's
0: amazing. So legendary. Yeah, but, but progression. I mean, that's from someone that does their first Iceman to their tenth. They're they're gonna have probably different gear,
2: different yeah. riding
0: style, technique, tactics, and that's what has really been getting me going lately as far as mountain biking is. I don't think that uh, I have, I I don't think I'm gonna be getting a lot quicker, right? Kind of, I, I feel kind of maxed out.
5: <laughs> I hope. But
0: well, there's always little things that you can do to fine tune your skills, and maybe yeah. that's just switching from flats, flat pedals to. Uh, To being clipped in. Maybe it's taking more hydration with you because you learn your body and you realize, like, wow, I drink more water than the average person. Yeah. So So many things are out there that you can continue to progress. And uh, I played a lot of high school sports, but I never really felt that sense of progression like I have in mountain biking. Yeah. Like I think it can get kind of carried
3: away though with like what she was saying, tire pressure, mm-hmm. um, what tires to run. Like, I think there's a certain point where you have to stop a little bit and come back to like when you remember your first race. Like, you, like my first race, I never even took a drink of water. Mm-hmm. And that's that's <laughs> not it's because you couldn't, but your couldn't. mind is so strong that that you just pushed through it like it didn't matter like those little things didn't upset you you weren't stressed out over the tire pressure i didn't even know my tire pressure um no water i had water but i didn't know how to like drink it while (laughs) i was racing so it was 90 degrees i think it was my first um it was order shore
5: Yeah. yeah
3: first race and i did well which was awesome but I didn't do any of that. I didn't prepare for any of that. And it's funny. It's like you go through this mountain bike journey where you learn like how all these things can be effective. But you also want to kind of come back to that first time you ever raced and nothing mattered. Because then you're so strong. Nothing mm-hmm. matters. No racer out there matters. Like you're not worried about losing. You're just out there for like what you love. Yeah. And you're just going.
2: There's a lot of noise in bike racing now. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to any podcasts which i'm on one i also listen to a lot but everyone's talking about like carbs tire pressure tires the type of bike you have like all of this stuff and like everything that we've talked about with like rest recovery good intervals community and just like the mental side of being there and being present for like what you're about to do like the those other things are important but yeah. You can definitely get caught up in them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you probably don't need to take a second mortgage out in your house to buy Me,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I another think bike all, wouldn't Yeah, be another bad.
2: bike. Go see Brick and get, get, get a Trek. <laughs> go uh, see all of them. Yeah, go see all of them. All of, of our them. shops are awesome. Go see Wildcard. Yeah. Go see Trek. Go see Einstein. Go see yeah. <laughs> City Bike. Sutton's Mission, Bay. Sutton's Bay. They're all amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all are, are, are great. And they will get you out of a bind. I don't want to get in a... Little tangent on that, but they'll get you out and buy on Friday Iceman too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're, yeah, you're, absolute, you know, you're no. absolutely right. Like yeah. the first, the progression side, <clears throat> you get to learn a lot. And, and like bringing it back to Iceman a little bit, you know, you probably start in Wave 5000, like Liz said. <laughs> and we've all been in Wave 5000. And if you're fast or if you've got some fitness and you're coming in, it's your first time, you're not going to enjoy it very much, but you can if if you bring the right mi- yes. mindset to it, yeah. you can have a great time. You can see how many people you can pass in a nice, friendly way and cheer everybody on mm-hmm. and rack that up. And then you might even get on that spreadsheet at the a couple of weeks later that tells you how many people you passed. <laughs> right. That that's, was interesting. Which is cheer. pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that was that's, cool. That's so fun. there's something to race for, even if you're a little bit faster and it's your first time doing it. But you know, there's always something that you can improve on, which is fun. That's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, if it was stale and you just started and you stayed in the same spot, what's the fun in that? Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you and cheers to Brady's. We appreciate the support and sponsorship. Stop by for a great bite to eat and a welcoming atmosphere. It is a wonderful neighborhood establishment and it is a must on any night out, especially after Iceman or maybe before Iceman too. There's one car company that is able to get you through the woods better than your bike. You guessed it, Subaru. Choose Subaru for all your adventuring. And don't forget, if you drive a Subaru, you have a chance to park in the Subaru VIP area this November. But it does fill up fast. Thank you, Subaru. I don't know if anybody knows this, and I'm sure they do, but
4: the process of preparing for a race is where you have the biggest endorphins. So it's not the race itself, actually. It's how you prepare for it. And that, unfortunately, for people who take it very serious, they don't get as much out of the actual race, even if they don't know it, as they do in the process of getting prepared. So the way that you approach the race and the attitude that you come at it with is what is actually going to make your race. So a lot of people don't realize that, but it's the process of, en- that's where you get the best endorphins. The race day is actually the worst (laughs) day in that process with your brain and the way that your body and the chemicals work is actually the worst day. And so it's very important that people approach it correctly and the way, like in an attainable way and, and, you know, whatever. And for the pros and the people that are going for the podium, they need to work their asses off, bottom line. Like they have a lot of work to do. They have nutrition to work on. They have things to focus on. Those people that are striving to be them they also have to do the same thing. The people that are going to finish or doing a first-time race, like they have to understand that that process leading up to it is where they're going to get the most from it, and that's the adventure. The adventure is not the race day. Yeah. The race day is the reward for the work you did.
5: Preparing for it. Which yeah. is
4: awesome, but then it ends, and then what do you do, right? So like it doesn't – one of the biggest mistakes I see people make um, in working in this industry for almost 20 years, um, 15 strong, but 20, I think, can't do math very well, but – is I've watched this happen where the rate the pro, the process happens and they're they're stoked and they're like going through this endorphin high and they're like doing great and they're succeeding and then they get to racing and then what do they do after? So I think what people should probably focus on is more than just the race. It's after what happens after. How do I maintain this? How do I maintain my health? Yeah. How do I not go down a dark hole and then just come back next year eight weeks before Iceman? You know. Yeah. So that's something like. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. kind of preach about in the studio a little bit too. Is yeah. like, what about after? You know? And I'm into these strong endurance races. I felt that drop. I felt it. It's depressing. It's like, it's huge. It's an indescribable feeling of like, hey, I just did a 250 mile race. I feel great about it. I did a record time. Like, I did better than I ever thought. Now what? Yeah. Now I yeah. want to get off my bike. Now I don't want to do workouts like I'm burnt out like mm-hmm. all these things because you have this this endorphin crash and mm-hmm. your serotonin your chemicals are off but like that's something that people don't talk about and like should be talked about a little bit more and Iceman has that effect on people I see it every day yeah. it's like oh crash yeah. like, Og- like what do we do next you have to have a high. you it doesn't matter like about we probably
2: all had that yes yeah. we've like, all
4: we've all experienced it yeah. in different things in our life but like what do you do to maintain that afterwards and how do you continue to be rewarded yeah. because we all are built to be rewarded whether it's publicly or personally like we just have to have something
2: how do so. you how do you bring that in uh, you said you like you talk about it which is like the first thing because i've never even i've thought about that i'm <laughs> leading up to months and beers last week podcast this is coming out in july uh we're filming that or this is may right now we got <laughs> got out months when beers, so we're gonna keep talking about i can't it. believe it's may but i know it's crazy but in the car leading up to the race, I'm thinking about the hill out, like, and this is all week, and my heart rate would just spike to, like, 120. Yep. I'm sitting in my car, like, just thinking about, <laughs> like, Anxiety, sprinting man. up the hill. Yeah. And so I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. wh- what do you bring to, like, to them to, as tools? As like, put, put in their box Afterwards
4: or before? Before. Before is breathing breathing exercises, completely breathing through your nose and your belly yeah. and like trying to deal with that. Everybody has some level of anxiety. Like some people suffer with it worse. Some people have like the mental um, health issues that we talked about earlier and that's fine. But anxiety is like, it kills people. And that's the difference between somebody who like, let's say Jordan Wakeley, not to say he doesn't have anxiety. Right. But like Jordan Wakeley goes out and he is just like tunnel vision goes hard, whatever. Alexi, another great one. I, they definitely probably have anxiety too, right? But they are learning, they've taught themselves to breathe through it and like work through it. You cannot expect yourself to show up at a start line if you're not willing to go out to a ride where you're, it's a drop ride, right? right. Don't think you're gonna show up at MSB and compete if you're not willing to do Dirt Church or Chicken Lake Friday or Monday Night Ride or TNR, or local, right? Whatever yeah. your yes. local one is. You have to practice working through that anxiety if you wanna deal with it on race day. So to the people that are struggling with that, like, I I get it. I'm the same person. It doesn't matter if I'm doing a 200-mile race. I feel that for 20 miles. I'm like, ah, get out of my – like, I want it out of my system, right? Or maybe it's not 20 miles. It feels like that, right? But if you aren't willing to put yourself in stressful situations to work through it, you're never going to get through it because you can't just show up three times a year and expect to be better at it. It's like anything else. Fitness. If I want to be faster on a bike after I'm a bike, if I want to be better at anxiety and start lines, I have to work on the start line, and that is those rides that are drop rides. Mm-hmm. And so you show up prepared. You bring extra snacks. You bring a beer. You bring a fireball shot, and you plan <laughs> on getting lost in the woods and finding your way out. Yeah. And that will teach somebody more than you work on going on a drop a no drop ride, which there's a place for that too. Go on no drop rides, right? But like, yeah. you cannot expect to learn life survival lessons and start line lessons by just doing things in your comfort zone yeah. so people want to talk about what's oh, good uncomfortable like Goggins okay great Goggins like your next level I love that guy he's great but the guy is wired different right yeah
2: he can do it to himself yeah by himself
4: insight yeah. yeah. doesn't
2: need anybody hey
4: welcome to cycling where most of us started at 40 years old or 35 <laughs> years old or 50 right yeah like
2: the they Tech have a whole. So <laughs> yeah, they have
4: this whole world of things they have to get over before they can hit a start line and go. And if they don't have to get over that, then they're just a, you know, weird specimen, right? Yeah. yeah. But they there is a bunch of work to do for psychological work, physical work, cycling. It's not a sport that you could just jump in and be good at. You have two to three years. Cody Silvis told me that when I first started. It's like it takes two to three years to be good, and he's right. There's a muscle memory that has to be built, and there's a mental aspect that has to be built up. And if you cannot handle that start line and you're not willing to get uncomfortable in these group rides, then you're not going to get there Or that's fine.
3: Lose. Yeah. lose a or lose one. or get used to losing most. Everyone's losing. Yeah. There's one winner, mm-hmm.
4: right? There is yeah. only one winner there's, right. and there's what five podiums in ice Yeah. Five places. That's great. But most people want first place, right? So if you're not willing to get uncomfortable outside of the race, then you're probably not going to be willing to get un- uncomfortable in the race. Right. And that's my outlook. Bottom line And if that's not for you, then go out just for fun and have Mm -hmm. fun. And like, just continue to work on those, those psychological and physical aspects.
2: And showing up, not every town has an intrepid. You guys are kind of special. (laughs) Um, But if you can find that showing up there, it turns into that a little bit. Like, like, like you're showing up on a Tuesday morning and you're like, I don't really want to be here, but it's, it's a hard ride. It's that hard. Every time it's hard. It's that hard ride that, you know, you're going to, you get to build that in a community setting mm-hmm. instead of do it, trying to do it on your own or like out in the woods. Oh, so they come in nervous. It, it's a, yeah, they okay. come
4: in white knuckled every ride. Like, yeah. I so mean, you get
2: that race day feeling kind of random mm-hmm. Tuesday in January, but
4: you still <laughs> need to get outside yeah. in the woods and you have to experience what Shannon talked about with the woods and the freedom and like dealing with the, the demons that we all have.
5: Yeah. And
4: maybe some people haven't experienced yet at a young age, but like we're out there chasing something And there is nothing in the world better than being on two wheels in the woods. And especially by yourself, you know, (laughs) especially by yourself stuck. No one's coming out there for you. You're good. Like you're at your own pace. Like Mm -hmm. it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot more to it than people think. I think.
2: Yeah. So I want to hear like what we're getting to is adventure rides. As well. Like, we started there. We're back. Some of the best... Adventure doesn't always mean fun. It can be like finding yourself rides, too.
4: <laughs> I can talk about that. Oh, yeah.
2: And, and You know, just... I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I think for a lot of people, I, that's what Iceman turns into. That's what my 2019 Iceman was. And maybe my first Iceman when I was similar to Liz and I had flats <laughs> and I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I wore way too many clothes. <laughs> and uh, you up. showed. up. Yeah, just, you know, you blow up. And that's an adventure, but it's not always fun. and like you. But you learn from it or you don't and whatever. So, I, Liz, what's... Give us an... Like, give us...
4: Why can't Kyler talk about this? Kyler. <laughs> Kyler. Kyler. Adventure, adventure <laughs> I talk ride too much. I
2: know we, we had a good one last year. Oh. I can talk about it this was, a lot. It was awesome. We, that, Kyler uh, and
4: I have done some really epic I, night got, rides. Yeah, we've done some good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Kyler and I had a really fun one where we bike packed last year. And it had nothing yes. to do with racing. There was no time. It was Is it just, the best? Yeah. And it was yes. amazing. And I'm like, I would recommend anybody listening, do that to do what Liz was saying earlier, where you're just timing the saddle. It's mm-hmm. July in Michigan. It's August. You're close. Go to Marilla Trail in Manistee National Forest and go ride your bike. Or anywhere. <laughs> or anywhere. Go to the UP. Go ride your bike. I'm sure I know Kyler and Liz have spent a lot long time on roads that nobody should ride bikes on <laughs> doing dumb stuff That's after midnight. But,
0: uh, <laughs> Kyler,
2: favorite adventure ride? Oh, or one, man. One
0: of favorite? Yeah. I mean, I I did a lot of the the shorter races, like I mentioned before, and just kind of got burnt out. And I think what I really found was I just wanted to do it for me. And when I was at these races and nothing against, you know, Iceman and MSB, but just personally, and maybe people can relate. I just always got way too in my head, stressed out, just became a different person and also raced like shit because of that. So I kind of took to this whole other side of like bike packing, adventure rides, spontaneous, you know, hitting a friend up a couple hours before and you're one of them. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you want to leave at this time? You know, pack your stuff. Let's go. And, uh, man, I mean, one of the favorites was definitely when we hammered from Traverse City. Made it all the way through Marilla looking for our friends, and then I think we put on another. Yeah, couldn't find food. Put on another twenty miles. I think we ended the day just shy of a hundred. Yeah. On. He's on a far. fat bike again. It was, it was wow. Just an absolute of monster. Got a problem.
4: It's a safe yeah. bet, no matter what, like yeah. conditions you come in. It into. really like is. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the just the spirit of being out there, not really having a plan, is uh is awesome to me. I just yeah. like that experience and. You get to see new trails, new roads, new parts of the world that maybe you haven't. Um, you know, hitting the the food stop here and there. You know, it's five ten miles away. Aren't really sure. And when you get there, it's the the best feeling ever. When you get to go raid the aisles and uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: dive in. You know, you gotta you gotta get snacks for the next who knows how far. Yeah, and buy more case- snacks than you
2: think too. <laughs> if you end up on rides like this, yeah. buy yeah. more snacks than it's, so many snacks you yes. think you can eat,
0: but. The worse they are for you, the better. They will fuel you.
4: That's (laughs) not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: It's depending
3: depending on on what you do. Oh, man. Uh, You guys, I'm going to open this really quick. (laughs) I would say...
4: She barely ever drinks. This is great.
2: (laughs) Where it's all bells, by the way, you know, besides guess... the Bells uh widowmaker, that might be a new one that they're coming out <laughs> That's with. That's dangerous. But everything else is uh is the new Oberons and they're they're very they're, tasty. They're pretty good. Yeah.
3: I would say my adventure ride was actually a race. And I've never done a hundred miles and it was last year and I actually saw you there, which was so cool. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I signed up three days before the race. Didn't train for it. (laughs) Did probably tops 30 miles like on training. I think it was in June. And I did it with my one of my best friends, Chris Clow. My son was my SAG along with Nicole Clow and Casey Clow. Jack Clow did it. So we were like, oh, we're gonna go on this hundred miles. We weren't sure what Jack was wanting to do. We were just thinking we were gonna hang hang in and just like do this together. Well, as soon as the race started, twenty one miles an hour. And all of a sudden <laughs> Jack's like 20 very twenty miles in going twenty one miles an hour and I'm shocked. Like I'm like, Oh my god, are we really doing this? Yeah. And Jack's right up at the front and I, and me and Chris, I'm like, I don't know, Chris, like I think I think Jack is going for it here. I think we're going to have to like try to stay with him. And then all of a sudden Chris's chain fell off. So we lost that front group. And so then it was just me and Chris and it was the most amazing experience I've ever had with the, um, just all of the chapters. I know you guys know those chapters when you're doing a hundred miles, right? They're chapters Mm, and they're, they awaken like your soul because the, the things that you experience getting through it and making it, it's weird. Things come out of the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on a road at one point, bonking our brains out. It was like seventy miles in. We ate a banana. We cheers our banana. We're like seventy miles. We're, we're having these bananas, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're riding. We get a little bit of energy, and we see this woman wheelchairing, wheelchairing, wheel, wheel, wheelchair. Yeah. Her child down the road. And he, you know, obviously couldn't walk and he looked about 12 years old and it was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, we can do this. We can do this for him. And it was just like those chapters you go through, but it just like hits your heart and you're, you're like shocked that that these things pop out of there and it's like this adventure of your soul i would call it and i know i've only done one 100 mile ride but it's because my lifestyle isn't made for three four hour five six hour rides and it was unbelievable
2: that was a crazy day
0: what Um, was that race it was coast to coast. coast, coast.
3: Wasn't it raining and like stuff? We had twenty miles of sand, by the way. Yeah, twenty was, miles of sand, and it was like Lake Michigan sand. It, it was wasn't. A day. It wasn't like you're like a little bit of sand. And you just got to fight through it. It was this deep. Like t- like it felt like it was like ice. A it, was foot ice and a half it was ice sand.
2: sand. Can barely right, ride. Through a, through barely that. twenty Might as well miles. walk. Yeah.
3: So, oh. and it was cool to see you there and you yeah. were riding with Jack.
2: Well, yeah, I could fill in the cracks. Jack yeah. is an absolute monster. Everybody watch out. Jack, Clow- how old's Jack? Jack's 13. That's insane. We're in trouble. Jack, uh, Jack <laughs> pulled me and my friend, Sean Paquette. We were on a bit of a vision quest that day just to, um, he was going through some healing and, uh, Aww. yeah, and but Jack pulled us for, like, 35 miles through, <laughs> <laughs> through that sand. And, like, Jack is not a big guy. And I'm, like, trying to get as small as I can behind, behind him. And he's putting out, like, he Jordan like Wakeley-Watt's, like, yeah, he's an absolute yeah. monster, and I thought he was like sixteen. That's crazy, but uh, no, he's <laughs>
3: thirteen years old. Thirteen? Yeah, he no, helped. he was twelve.
2: It was twelve at the time, um, but yeah, that was an incredible day. There's something there is something about the longer races that uh, um, you're you're with people when like the the adventure rides that like Kyler and I were talking about, or that he brought up. Um, you know, you do that with a smaller group and you end up um, in a coast to coast in a crusher, which I'm pretty sure you guys did yeah. too. In a Margie, you end up meeting random people that you you may never see again. I'll see Jack again. Yeah. I've ridden with him and I will suck his that wheel cool. any day of the week, but save a chance. But you end up meeting random people, 70 miles in, 80 miles in where, yeah, you're bonking and like they help you get through Greg from, Grand Rapids, I can't even remember Craig's last name, but he helped me through Margie, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was a shell of a human being, and you know, <laughs> you meet those people, and a deep connection, you suffer through yeah. something, it's kind of fun, and then, yeah, you might, so it's
3: chapters, so I, it's like chapter, the, the, yeah, the, the ride is like these chapters you go through, it's a good uh, way to put
2: it, hundred mile gravel race can be a gone with the wind chapter oh book, like it could be really yeah. long, but
3: I didn't know what I was getting into.
2: Yeah.
3: I thought we were going <laughs> to hang out with Jack and like just do 100 miles and say, yay, we did our first 100. Yeah. And it wasn't that way.
0: <laughs> Full, fully pinned.
3: No. <laughs> he was going for the win. He and was. then he was so sweet. He stopped at the checkpoint because we only had the 60-mile checkpoint. Yeah. And uh, he waited for us. But as soon as I got to the checkpoint, I took my shoes off. <laughs> and then he was like, how long are you guys playing on stage? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember I him know, saying, I'm going to wait, for my,
2: I'm gonna wait yeah. for my dad. And then he was like, oh, they, they wanted to stop. <laughs> I, I needed to go. <laughs> well, I've
3: never done it. So, you know, it was, it was definitely an awakening for yeah,
2: me. It was, yeah, It was hot, too. It was hot. <laughs> yeah, but. It was sweet. It was a good day. Mm-hmm. Liz, I know you got a lot of them.
4: Every time Shannon talks, I just want to cry. So I don't even know. <laughs> and then you talk about your dad. I'm so sorry. Thank <laughs> you. When um, I go through that, I'm just gonna be. I mean, someone's gonna have to come with like a giant spatula and like lift me uh, up the floor. So,
2: kudos to you. That one wasn't that. me. That was from. That was from my friend. But, well, yeah.
5: yeah. The other that one was talked cool. about actually
4: that was uh, that was for Hugo. It's amazing. Sean, love you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That one was. Okay. When you told me about that, I like. Is he was, okay now? Uh,
2: they are. They're having uh, a baby. So oh, yeah, they're okay. they're they're expecting. So good. That's exciting. Sean, would love you.
4: Love you, Sean. Don't even know you. Yeah, yeah. you're right
2: with Liz at some point, Sean. Yeah. But, <laughs> I hope
4: so. But, uh, I mean,
2: that the Casey, Casey it was Kay, um, that did the Casey, Casey Stone. Crabble? Oh, Cassie. oh Cassie. 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 Cassie that did Iceman. I mean, yeah. that, that was something that you were a part of. But <laughs> she's awesome, just different, and amazing.
4: Kind of the same thing. Yeah, I want to do that every year. You've also like... saved someone's life on oh, the side stop. of the road. No, that's that was an adventure. <laughs> I always end up in these situations where people, like, are, you know, in these terrible... Are, di- are dying? Yeah. No. I, I literally, like, I am the black widow, apparently. Like, I'm around, if I'm sweeping, someone's, something no, bad's happens. she happening. helps. She helps. But I do end up... Nobody's died yet, so thank God. Well, when you but, are dying, you want to her to yeah. be next to you. Because she
3: will save Get
2: you. Get yourself a Liz.
4: I've been around a lot of that. But uh, adventure, I don't think I could summarize it better than Shannon did. And uh, for, from someone who's done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles and... 250 races and whatever like I think she explained it the best there's chapters the low points it's all about finishing I actually ugh crusher 2020
2: somebody who followed that one I want I, I could, uh, that could want be to like a, a book that yeah. could be a book
4: honestly <laughs> like the first time that was just out of our control it was crazy uh second time I was so sick at 176 I was laying on the gravel in the middle of the road at like god like 11 p.m i don't even know what time it was and they rode by me i was beating them by the way him and his <laughs> friends and i funny? felt so good yeah. and then i got nauseous and i was like i couldn't stop dry heaving and could not stop dry heaving and i just couldn't go anymore my body was just done yeah. and then i went back again with eric Mannix, and we crushed it in like 24 or something it was 28 hours oh, on course god. 24 hours total moving time 250 miles completely off-road. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was so cool. But the same thing, like, even on a good day, like, you are going through chapters and chapters and chapters. Yeah. And it's, like, when you feel good, you want to go hard, and you, like, should not because yeah. then you'll blow up. And then it's all about the fueling, and, and there's all these things going to. But adventure racing for me brought cycling to life for me. Like, I am much like Kyler is saying, like, I don't know if I want to handle the pressure. I've dealt with so much pressure in my life, like, like and the military and all that other stuff like I don't know if I want to do that for fun, like i don't know if that's fun for me, yeah, um do I have the potential absolutely, do I want to go there i don't know, so adventure racing to me is like a way to stretch it all out yeah it doesn't necessarily take the pressure off, but You're it delaying definitely like,
5: pressure
4: <laughs> delaying the pressure for two hundred miles, like yeah. Yeah. so you know Drifting the only it in. <laughs> yeah the only race, <laughs> the only race I'm signed up for this year is a two hundred mile race in July, and so i I want to see what I can do. And then maybe I'll get into racing again. But adventure racing to me is like, it's a great outlet for people who are maybe not stoked about the pressure of Iceman. And like, they should still do Iceman. They should still do MSB and things like that. But maybe if that's not what they're cut out for, or they're not like mentally ready for it, they go out for fun and take the pressure off. And then they go do the hundred or 200 mile stuff for fun, Mm. bike pack, Mm. whatever. Um, And some of my best memories, like even I was talking about today on my ride, (laughs) was with kyler and carp like we did a bunch of night rides in 2020 when everything was shut down we went out and like we did our route one night It was like 60 miles and it had a freaking blast
0: <laughs> on like a wednesday we kind of was training
4: for margie right i was training for the two pressure, for pressure <laughs> yeah just getting ready for night yeah, training
0: meet up 7 p.m on a wednesday yeah. you know both got to work probably at 5 a.m yeah it was terrible
3: terrible i would, I I would wake finish up, the ride like, at three randomly three in the morning be like Liz is still riding. Yeah, still riding.
4: <laughs> and then, like, one night, me and Carp went to Glacial and just did, like, 17 million laps. Like, we, like 60 miles at Glacial. Like, do you know how many laps that is? It's That's, stupid. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> one night, we went out to a BST, And, like, yeah. we brought a beer with us and had a beer at the lake. Like, just in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff is priceless. You only live once. Get out and freaking do it. Like, yeah. the races are awesome, but doing the night stuff and being with friends and, like, Doing fun adventure stuff is probably going to give you more freedom (laughs) and teach you more about life than anything. Mm -hmm. Like, bottom line,
2: and you get to enjoy things at a different pace. Yeah. Like I.
4: Well, we didn't really slow down. (laughs) I mean, they were.
2: Well, you have more time to enjoy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You stretch it over. You're suffering for longer. How about that? Yeah. You have to bring a lot of snacks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or beer. We actually went to a gas station on our way home thinking we could buy beer there oh, and they were yeah. closed and we were so mad because we're like Because oh. after like 50 them. miles we just had to take the tart back into town and yeah. we're like let's theme. just get a beer and have a beer no nothing was open we were so mad it was like when everything was closed early yeah. that was frustrating yeah meese
0: still has that <laughs> yeah that was wild but i think for you know for me those adventure races you uh you just get to race yourself more than anything else yeah so it's just kind of you versus you i mean you might be out there with a couple other people, but you just get to uh see what you are made of and yeah. something like the iceman or m s b you're racing other people, but those longer races you are uh yeah. it's you versus you you're you're battling your mental capacity to uh continue on but and it's not funny not quit.
3: how like little things kind of come at you while you're racing that you know like things that help you through things that you like guide you through. It's insane. You know, I was thinking about Marie Voss, like the coast to coast race. You can't take water from anybody when you're out there. And she did the 213 with Stefan, my boyfriend, Stefan, and they ran out of water. And she said she was just racing through and someone left a hose out there. So you can take water if someone leaves a hose and you're, you're using, and they're not like giving you a water Mm. bottle or giving you water. And it's just cool that these trail angels, kind of happen to you. You know, at the time times that you need it. Yeah, it was kind of like you when you needed me. I was able to get to you. I mean, it was it was like hard, but it was perfect timing because I was able to actually get to you. Yeah, you know, that was when Kyler was out there too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think adventure racing is it's pretty cool. Like I, I want to do more of it. Like you guys are making me want to do more. I have only had one, but <laughs> yeah. it was it was really cool.
4: It's hard when you have four kids.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but it was really like it was it was cool. Like you I really would say it's.
0: Those are the ones that really are burnt into the memory, which, you know, I think that's what life's all about is making memories and experiences. I've done a lot of the the shorter races, but the Margies, the Crushers, the bike packing, like those are the ones that really stick for multiple reasons.
3: Yeah,
1: Because
0: it's more who you are though, though, like you said, the stress
3: is down and you can Mm -hmm. just be you
4: and you don't have to be anybody else but you. I don't know if the stress is down, but I think the stress is better.
3: But the not, shield is down, right? Yeah. Like when you're at the start line and you're at this 30-mile fast race, like people are sitting on the start line. nobody's looking at each other really. Maybe there's like a quick shrug and then you're just focused on –
0: yeah. whatever your start line. for me, i get in my head. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look at this guy. Like, yeah. he looks fat. Like, before yeah. I even yeah. knew his skills, <laughs> yeah.
3: right? He comes yeah.
0: out, he doesn't even barely know how to ride. I'm yeah. like, but I was making those judgments before yeah. the race even went But you went question down.
3: yourself, right? Yeah. Like you question who you are, what you're doing it for. But you always need to know, like, your why. And sometimes your why gets developed later because you don't really know. You know?
0: It's a great point.
4: Yeah. You're going to come out of any race a different person, but you're going to come out of an adventure a way different person, even if you don't realize it right away. It takes a minute, but holy crap. Mm. That's what I want for humans is confidence. If everybody in this country had a little smidge more confidence...
3: Just Maybe a little things. bit more empathy. Step into things. Out, they would your comfort zone. This
4: world would be such a better place. So that's my goal with Intrepid is literally yeah. to like build confidence in people yeah. so that they can go out in the world and conquer. And that I think is a game changer for the community and for the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. I personally attested. Doing those things makes you faster, just in general too. Like yeah, you're going to be a better person, better friend. Yes. You're also gonna get really fast on the bike. <laughs> the more of those that you do, I'm yeah. staring at some pretty fast people right now, and they could all rip my legs off on a bike because they do crazy stuff. That's
5: <laughs> just cool. Dumb, dumb stuff.
3: Dumb, uh, dumb, dumb ways to die. Crazy yeah. dumb,
2: dumb stuff. Well, like when you <laughs> go
3: somewhere and you are on a hill, like when I did Mount Lemon, I was on that hill for I think it was four hours or so. It's <laughs> a long time, but then you come here, and you're like, these hills are a joke. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Can so make it's it, just like conquering something make it so big anything. to come back to something that's so small mm-hmm. and it's easy mentally. It's like laying on the side on the middle of a
4: gravel road at 11,
3: <laughs> 2 in the morning, whatever it was, yeah. like
4: watching Kyler and, are you okay? And I'm like, nope, but you're fine. <laughs> like, where am I? I don't even know where I'm at. But yeah. I'm laying on the middle of this gravel road and I'm not mad about it. I'm just mad yeah. that I can't ride my <laughs> bike. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? Uh, but that is the kind of drive that makes people unfortunately like it sounds stupid but it makes you a better human and there's yeah i wish more people would really realize their potential because
3: but you're of, helping them find it like that's that's, that's the thing with there's traffic. so many more like, where's the rest newbies. of them let's get them all though. but you got let's all, all those thousands. newbies and you just gifted them their first msb race experience
0: they'll never forget i
3: didn't they did it themselves i yeah. can't i don't force them to or push them to you AMA. didn't
0: write it for them
3: no they, no, they
4: chose, but it's you, helped, I mean, you
3: helped them get the courage to be out there and say, I can do 24 miles. I'll help,
4: I'll help. But all I'm saying is, it takes a lot of courage to do that kind of stuff. And yeah. Mr. Miyagi,
2: yeah. yeah, find yourself some friends that can push you, or coaches <laughs> that, whatever it takes, just find people that can push you, yeah, to yeah. get to that, mm-hmm. that, that go area. to fast rides, go to get slow rides, a little uncomfortable and mm-hmm. go by yourself. I, I think you just. You got you're gonna have a lot of people on Anitas telling you that it's an easy hill and that you
5: should
3: Oh yeah. god. No. After you say, like, okay. oh, I love oh god, it. You, guys, you guys you're gonna laugh. Michigan at this. hills
2: are nothing according <laughs> to the Anita's planet. is so when easy. I train
3: for Iceman, I skip Anita's every time. Ah oh. because like I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna deal with it on do it race once. day. I'm not dealing with it right now. I'll take it on, <laughs> on race day. And I'll That's... do it, I'll do Wayne's. And that's no. like my Anitas for the week. I'll do some Waynes, and then all of a sudden, I, I won't do Anitas at all because it's <laughs> mentally awesome. When you're out there on the Iceman Trail, you just oh, skip it, you go left. Yeah, people. You people there. And then race day, you're like, I'm doing Anitas. Oh, I mean, what what is it going to do for you? What a Girls treat. Girls are racing <laughs> that's alone, true. anyways
0: nothing's in your head you, you don't know, know how long it took you before this. you you don't remember the burn. <laughs> I you love just that. blast up it and you're yeah. gone and it's just once so i'm like oh i just gotta do it once yeah, i like that it feels approach. good
3: you know you have to it trick does. your mind
0: you do it one
2: one time that's yeah. that's pretty good mm-hmm.
3: that's good advice
2: yeah shannon Liz I'm a and kyler like have all been talking about goals all day Having them is uh, pretty good. It keeps you on track throughout the year, especially during the long winters in Michigan. But, uh, you know, once we get in the middle of summer, we've been having a lot of beers on boats. We want to bring it back. Uh, and you start thinking about Iceman's coming up. So let's talk about goals. Goals. Yep. Kyler. Goals. How do you work with your athletes? How do you work with friends in the community to push them towards goals?
0: good question. Uh, I would say finding a sustainable goal for where you are currently at is the, uh, key. I think people make really big goals and when you fall short of that, it's, uh, could be a little bit tough to come back from that. So making sure that you, uh, do your homework and find something that Works for you, and maybe not for your neighbor or someone else you ride with, is the uh, key. Do you think a goal always has to be like
2: position based in a race or podium based? Like, what what else? What's another good goal that you'd throw out there for somebody that might not be at the pointy end?
0: Hmm. Something as simple as just how many days are you going to ride per week? You know, three days, four days, five days. You know, finding a, a sustainable journey within that, but uh, then ramping it up from there I think is key. Awesome. So, Liz?
4: Uh, as far as coaching goes, yeah. goals? Yeah, you got a lot um, of athletes.
2: How, how do we look at goals?
4: Attainability. Attainability is the bottom line. Like uh, if somebody comes to me and they, let's say extreme, right, uh, they smoke, they're overweight, they binge eat, they don't exercise yet. Uh, let's uh, and then and then they say like I want to run a marathon in six months. Like okay, cool. I don't want to drop that out of your mindset, but let's like talk about a couple things. Like let's drop two things out of that thing, out of those habits, and work slowly towards the goal versus like um, hammering all of them because the fallout of dropping seventeen habits at the same time can be detrimental and like completely discouraging. So my thought process is, like, let's drop back and be more attainable. So would I talk somebody out of a full marathon if they had 17,000 bad habits and were overweight and, like, whatever? No, not necessarily, because I want people to believe in themselves, but I want to take a realistic approach. So for me, it's um, let's take a look at the, the goal, let's look at the timeline, and then let's look at what we can do to get there and how many things we have to change to get there. And I think too much change for most people is too much. So... Something like a six month goal might become a two year goal or a a year goal, which is fine. But too many changes at once can backfire is what I'm getting at. It works for maybe like less than one percent of the the population, but like attainability, bottom line.
2: So do do you take into account like other aspects of somebody's life? Like Yes, having kids.
4: Yes, kids. Work-life
2: balance. The first, uh, other things. Yes, like absolutely. somebody says, "Hey, I want to run a marathon in yeah. like three weeks," and they're yep. like, "Well, you know, you've got all this other stuff going on." But yeah. like, how how does other parts of life go to bike or like athletic endeavor goals?
4: It's a hundred percent part of it. So, like, first question: What do we need to change to get there? Second question is: How many hours a week do you have to to commit to making this goal happen? And then from there, it's like, okay, so we have eight hours a week. You have 17 kids and a full-time job <laughs> and your husband has a full-time job or you're a single mom. Okay, great. But let's actually, that's what I'm saying attainable. So we dial it back to, okay, you have six hours a week to train. You want to do a full marathon and this is just an example or right. Iceman, whatever. So like we're, we're going to scale back and say, you have this many hours. This is what we can do with those hours. And then we're going to make it attainable for you. So that six months might be a year or maybe we scale back to a half marathon, you know what I mean, yeah. but the kid thing and the full time job that's the thing about cycling that is so hard for people is they get so they jump in head first, and that's where I'm like, slow down give it give yourself a second. You have seventeen kids again or four, which is the same thing,
5: right? (laughs) Or Or two, (laughs) or any,
4: right? And that's a game changer for your life. So you can't just get on your bike and go. You have to wait for your husband to be home and like, or vice versa. Your husband, you have to be home and your husband has to go. You know what I mean? So it's a realistic approach of how often can you actually exercise? How often can you actually work toward the goal? And then we break down the goal and then we set it. So yes, I have definitely been a downer for people in that sense of like, stop. Because ultimately if you, as a coach, if you say, yes, you can definitely do that, let's go. But you don't know their timeline, it's never going to work. So yeah, it really depends on like how early they're going to get up and how many hours they actually have and X, Y, Z. So yeah.
2: Awesome. Uh, That's really good advice. I mean, and hitting those goals allows you to make more goals, the progression that we're you know that progression is an awesome thing and if you're able to consistently do that your your goals are probably going to get bigger yeah you're, and if you're, you're already understand what you can do a little bit
4: more if you're already halfway there then it's okay it's easier but like if you're just starting from the couch mm-hmm. to like 5k type deal like you have there's a lot of stuff in your way and there's life life is hard and you always have a lot of surprises so
2: okay. shannon
3: goals oh what about, man what about goals <laughs> i mean last, goals
2: for a mom of four.
3: last year was tough and i think i talked to liz about i was pretty surprised at like the age that my kids were at as far as getting into things because it just changed so i think i think your lifestyle like your kids your life changes every year so goals have to change or you have a goal and then all of a sudden you realize like your life can't match that goal so last year was tough I was almost like drowning because my life was like which is great right like I'm trying to keep up with my cycling and do all these hard efforts but my kids are getting older and then they they need more things so like it was an interesting like change of my goal and I think by the end of Iceman it was survival so this is what a friend of mine gave me and it was it's just it just says we ride and she said whatever your race is this is what it means put on your wrist, put it in your back pocket and when you're in your dark hole, just say in your head what this goal is and it was survival. So Iceman last year was survival. This year I'm in the same kind of boat with my kids and their ages. I have seven sports right now. It's it's a lot. Um, but I'm pretty mentally strong right now because last year I kind of went through similar and that's what brought me down so hard last year was kind of like, oh man, I I can't do this. Well, this year I'm stronger because I just dipped into that last year and now I can see like, okay, I can do this. And this year's goal is mental, mental work on myself and not worrying about what anyone else is doing besides myself. So if I can get out 10 hours a week, whether it's three rides broken up in one day, that's awesome. Like mentally working on getting stronger and getting stronger within yourself, like not worrying about Strava rides or if like someone's doing, you know, three hour rides or four hour rides. Cause I was kind of stuck in that a little bit last year and it's easy to, you kind of get into those pockets. So I'm kind of in that pocket of just worrying about what you're doing. So I think my goal this year, and hopefully it doesn't change cause it can, is to worry about yourself and what you're doing and focus on that and going forward. Yeah.
2: So Liz hold her accountable for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) she does. She's my
3: check in. I check in with Liz. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a good sound. Strava
4: is Strava can work for you and against you. Yeah. And my suggestion to most people is like privatize your Strava. Like I barely turned it on. Mm-hmm. I ride a lot of miles, but like I barely turn it on. And people add me for the rides, and I accept it, which is like my choice. <laughs> like, why did I do that? <laughs> but I'm also very inappropriate, so I should never be on Strava. But anyway, like I'm just like you get have off. the best Strava titles I've ever seen. It's terrible. Seen in it's any so bad. before so I was a business Liz owner. Belton. No, she has no titles.
2: You won't find them. <laughs> so bad. She keeps them for, for herself. Yeah. No, no, lock. they're public. For sure. It's
4: good. But that was what before I owned a business. What yeah, Alex. What about you?
2: Oh. Goal, I had some some fun goals going into the year, and most of them are adventure based now. But um, what does
4: adventure based mean for you? Um,
2: well, I you know I muds went beers. I, I'm sure a lot of folks listening to the podcast, you uh, you know you you have some success. You you know you think you think you're fast, and maybe you have a podium or two that allows you to to know that once or twice and then you get humbled a little bit and you have things happen in a race. So, um, you know, I didn't have the start to the season that I wanted necessarily, um, at a Barry or a Mudswin beers, you make mistakes and, uh, you learn from them. You, you make the most out of those opportunities. Um, is always going to be my focus. It's my favorite race of the year. Um, we were joking about me riding the pro race, <laughs> I they, think you if, what is your goal if, for Iceman? If we could put if we could put a single speed category in the pro race, uh, <laughs> what is your goal I think for ice I think I do pretty well because
4: um, I train some of the best single speeders in town. So my, wanna, I'm curious. My,
2: my goal is to to suck on. Steve Andre's wheel right. <laughs> for, for yeah, Iceman and have a pretty, pretty fun battle. Cause we, we, uh, we should have had one at what's one beers and it didn't happen, but, yeah. uh, I'm no, excited for that. Yeah. It'll be fun. So I, you didn't I answer love... the
4: question. What is adventure to you? Like what? Adventure.
2: Yeah. Cause that's
3: fast, right? You're yeah. like, if it's sucking on Steve Andre's wheel, you're in the pointing. Is 26 the... miles
4: an adventure for you? Are you talking like, baby? Oh
2: gosh, I, any, any ride that ends with the beer is adventure. I, <laughs> I, I do. I love, uh, last at the end of last year, I, I fell in love with the dirt church style races. And, uh, you know, as we talked about them earlier, those are drop races most of the time, but they, they push you to your limit. And then the, the ones where you're out there, um, you know, for 50, 60 miles getting in into the, the late parts of the evening, I, that's, that's what I want to do more for the rest of the summer. So I, um, trying to find nice healthy balance between not being paid to be fast and having fun on the bike and making sure that it's an outlet, not a uh, something that holds me back. So that's that's my goal. And I think that's a good good spot for a lot of people to be if you get to a point where uh, it's not helping your mental health and it's a f- helping you like making it worse you might want to reevaluate what your goals are. Um, but
4: that's so. where like people stop biking and I've been yeah. there. Like I've definitely yeah. been there. So that's where I'm like, what is the balance?
2: I, I relate to it's exactly hard. what you guys said earlier. Um, Kyler's, you know, being, getting a little too into racing. Uh, it can, it can definitely suck you in. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun being on an age group podium and getting that high. Um, and I would f- I would highly recommend that if, if that's what you want to do, go all in, do it, get, get after it for Iceman for other races. And then when it's not what you feel you need, uh, don't feel like you have to, because you're, you're probably not going to get a free bike out of it. Uh, you're (laughs) nobody's, nobody's going to take away your day job and just understand that like everything else we talked about today is, is, uh, it's part of it and make Iceman fun. Make Mutsu Went beers fun. Make Barry Roubaix or shore. Like um, make it hard. Get out there with bring it. Bring all your friends. Bring all your family and get out there. But whatever happens at the end of the day, just know that you know you left everything out there and be like a good human while yes. you're doing it. If exactly. um, you know if you're not having a good day out there and it wasn't what you expected, make sure that uh, nobody else knows that because yeah. it, it it doesn't. I won't say it doesn't matter, but it, uh, it's not something that somebody else has to suffer from. Right? So.
4: Gonna have to project.
2: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. goals are have fun, do hard shit, ride more bikes. Yeah, <laughs> be happy. The be happy. Those yeah. are those if are.
4: If you're not challenging yourself on a regular basis, <clears throat> like what are you even
3: doing? Yeah. Yeah. but, but make make, make the goal right. You got to have a goal to yeah. get out on the bike. It could be walking yeah half yeah. a mile a day it could be anything like
0: definitely. it doesn't it's very, matter but very relative it's so person. relative definitely i would
3: not want to see to race this. iceman pro though i really think the mustache <laughs> <and> the
0: <bike laughs>
3: is gonna be
2: good yeah. on the bike oh, single
4: speed tandem yeah, yeah. i don't know but, I, I, I would I, love kyler to kyler and on i had that.
2: a single speed tandem i'm like Ooh, no i, I want to be on it that's you. in the works i'm Liz,
4: Coed Pro Tandem so A tandem. Tra- <laughs> tra- we'll, tra- we'll
2: do a tandem. We're going to make a new category <laughs> yes. uh, Thank you Steve for allowing <laughs> Thanks, us Thanks <to> Cody <laughs> Okay well we're to the fun Question part um, we're, We started with a really easy One everybody's on, been on Really long adventure rides If you only could eat one food For the entire ride and that's it What's that food for you Hundred mile, the crusher for you guys, coast to coast. Your one food, I know mine. It's very easy. I'm trying to get sponsored Mine's by easy. them. Albanese gummy bears.
5: Ooh,
2: <laughs> it's okay. coming
0: in. Liz, what do you got?
2: PB and J. Okay, easy.
0: That's
4: every macro you need.
0: I'm gonna go for a uh, an egg burrito from the kitchen. Nice. You guys have been there like one yes. an hour. Are we doing like an hour? Yeah. One every two hours? I'd say. That's in a between lot. hour and a half. Right. Just so everybody knows,
4: it's not like real. You can't do that.
0: <laughs> real food. No, you cannot wins. do a burrito yes. every hour. No, you can't. no well, Mine's, mine's there there actually PB yeah. 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 and J too. Mine's PBJ with every
4: three, three hours.
0: But I cannot hour. eat PBJ for twenty four hours.
3: Every forty-five minutes, PB and J. Yeah, oh, I cannot do it with wow. banana in the middle, though. A little okay. cinnamon. I would do the same. Salt.
2: Way too sweet. I would do the same thing without the peanut butter and Nutella. I could do oh, that only okay. because
0: he's allergic. Yeah,
2: it's
4: not uh, like I want shout to. Shout out that. to everybody who like, can't can't
2: handle peanuts. I know the PB and J has <laughs> all the macros I need for an endurance race. Right. There you go. Like
4: it's not that I want to freaking eat it.
2: Ugh. So we're gonna keep it to two questions today. Boring. I used to do a single single speed question, but it's just a. That's not something that people. There's not need very to know. many singles <laughs> here. There's only one single speed. Oh, so. All right, so Iceman is also about the party. Uh, we've all wish it that we could have gone to Keen Loft or to Shannon's.
3: I mean, I'm only holding the door open until Keen <laughs> says yes. Yeah. So get Shannon's back, office, together, Keen, Keen Loft,
2: Brady's, also Brady's, thank you for sponsoring the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. I'm looking love for your... a personal sponsorship. Their Jack Daniels. tastes
4: the same as everywhere else. So it's great there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry. We love you. Um, but Brady's is, or er, Brady's is about the party, but Iceman is also about the party. So, Along with that party, Brian Motter a couple of years ago sang some karaoke <laughs> after his race. If you were going to sing a karaoke song, what, what is your go-to? Oh, Shannon, my... I will survive. I, I
3: will. will survive.
2: I will survive. I will survive. I
3: will survive. Oh, All right, man.
2: we're expecting that next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saturday afterwards you? with the ice trophy.
3: Can't be for Kyler. Just I can't wait to watch you sing,
0: <laughs> Kyler. Probably something by. Justin Bieber. Okay. You got a specific song? I have a similar voice. No, you could just put it on shuffle and let it rip. You guys do
2: have similar hair, too. So (laughs) everybody check out Kyler Bradley on Instagram and my moves. Um, Liz?
4: Clearly, Shannon's drunk right now because she totally forgot that we can sing Blank Spaces by Taylor Swift. No, no, no. Into the
2: Woods. It's not Blank Spaces. Into the
4: Woods or Blank Spaces. It doesn't freaking matter. We are pros. So we can actually... Sing it. We have a good song. Also, we can lip sync it and we would kill it. So she's drunk and that's fine that she forgot. So
2: we'll see you at Union Street (laughs) with the ice trophy next year or in in, uh, Bellamy. I'm
3: going to take the ice trophy even if I don't until Keen says (laughs) yes.
2: Perfect. So mine, I've got two go tos it's Anything by Creed or Hemorrhage by
3: Creed? Ooh. (laughs)
2: That's all I you, got. You're
3: the
4: opener. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
2: I'll open. It won't be good, but you guys can all see us. I'll sing "Create" with you. Yeah. You can. I mean,
4: I won't, but I will. We'll I,
2: we <laughs> We might even get the finish line karaoke going next year. We'll we'll <laughs> see. But uh, does anyone have anything else they'd like to add? I really appreciate you guys coming wow. on today. This was awesome.
4: Yeah, I want to say something.
2: Yeah, Liz?
4: I think that if you want to do Iceman, that you need to do it. Bottom line: even if you're intimidated, even if you feel like weird about it, just freaking do it. The pros. Yeah. No, Whatever. Just do, do it. it. Whatever. Honestly, amateur.
3: You line up. I mean, you finish, I know it's, it's full, amazing.
4: but I feel like if the right person came forward and was like, "This is my goal," we could get them in.
2: Yeah. yeah. You can find a way in. Let's uh, just get them in. I.
4: Like we should have every year
2: thirty uncapped. spots
4: for people. That are like I would never, never thought I would do this, but I'm gonna freaking do it. And yeah. they let them in because I want to see those people. I'll ride with them. If somebody says after this podcast they've never ridden a bike and they want to do it, I will freaking do it with them. Thank That's hundred really percent. That's that. a
2: really good segment. That's
4: my, I, I swear yeah. by it.
2: We so if you are one of those people that you're inspired by the podcast today, or you're inspired by these awesome guests that we got on today, we have
4: five thousand.
2: Any of the pros, um, or you're just. You know, it's July and you want a goal um, because goals are sweet and and you need to have them. Um, Registration is open and you can get in, get on the wait list and we will find a way in Mm. for you. We'll get you Um, in. Also, you could probably find some jerseys online. I think that was something I was supposed to say. (laughs) Uh, The jerseys are sweet. We've been drinking Bell's beer all day and I'm looking at a lot of Oberon cans. Um, Not too many because we, we really kept it in line today. But there is a new mango habanero uh, Oberon with lemon and orange <laughs> zest. The so habanero? check oh, yeah. out the, uh, the jerseys on Iceman website and grab yourself one of the two-hearted jerseys. They're <laughs> awesome. Uh, Kyler, anything closing?
4: Yeah, he says he's going to ride with somebody who wants to jump in
2: too. Uh, I'll do Tandem. All right, we're going to get Kyler Tyler on a tandem this year. It might be new. I
4: want five new racers that never thought they could race. I want to race with them, and we're going to just ride and have fun. Five people.
2: I think we'll find those. People. Make it
4: happen. Cody's going to let them in.
2: <laughs> Shannon?
3: Liz is going to be racing pro with me. I thought you were dragging me. <laughs> Not at five new people. I thought right? we were I thought you were no, working you together this year. I'll do both. both. I'll
2: do both. i will do both. Okay. I'm going to go. All right. Shannon, thank you for joining today. It's been awesome Thanks having, for having you me. as a co-host. Uh, we're going to hear quite a bit more from Shannon coming up. Yeah. Uh, hoping to have Jordan Wakeley and, yes, Heather, and Heather Compton. Heather Compton on.
3: Two bad-ass people.
2: And so fast. Yeah, we're going from uh, the fun adventure side to the full, full-on full pain-and-suffer side. But there's definitely something to be learned from them. And um, everybody have fun, stay safe, get out in the woods, and we'll see you in November. Peace. Peace.